Alright. Hey, what's up, everybody? Yeah, I'm waiting for the week that uh, <clears throat> I get a, some sort of notification that I'm stealing people's music. Because I'm putting those on the podcast, and I'm just expecting one week I'm going to get. I figure that means I've gotten somewhere with it. <clears throat> Somebody cares I took that song for 30 seconds. Well, hey, uh, I'll probably let some people fill in here. Um, kind of been a weird week for me. I was, uh, I don't know, COVID didn't hit me too hard, but I had it for a few days. And now my whole family's got it. So I got, uh, I don't know, four other people in this house who have it. And I probably technically still have it. So it's been, I don't know, not too bad. It just makes you tired. I don't know. I've, it's been almost two years. I never had it. I, nobody in my house had it for two years, so I'm pretty lucky. Um, all right. Um, so, yeah, if you guys, I'm, I'm going to let people fill in, but obviously I put it out there and reached out to some, to a couple guys from the Litecoin Gaming Group. Um, really anybody. I've been trying to get a hold of, I think it's, uh, here, I'll bring you guys up right now. Uh there's a couple guys I tried to get in touch with. Is it Axis? I think he was kind of running the show for a while there and just could never connect with him. You know, he works kind of some crazy hours, so it's been tough to connect. But um, there's a couple guys coming in, Frozen and Litecoin Evan. And they're going to step up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys jump forward. I appreciate that. I know Jay at... Litecoin Foundation was trying to arrange something too. And I'll be honest with you, I was like today thinking, man, I got to make sure I got some, you know, I want to have a, a reasonable conversation with you, right? And there's so much to cover. Like, I don't even know where to begin because uh, a lot of this stuff's really new to me. Like, as far as, like, I know competitive gaming exists. It's not like I don't, I'm not totally living in a, in a cave, but, um, the variety of games that get played and like, it's just, it's a whole different world. And so part of me wants to ask you just about that in general, but I also want to learn about your relationship with Litecoin. So, um, so I don't know if you want to, Frozen, you can step up. Uh, and Evan, I don't know, you're up here now. What's going on, man? Uh, nothing much. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. So, um, do you want to wait for Frozen? Maybe I'll just shoot the shit for a few minutes and then. Oh, uh, yeah, we can. Uh, He's got a blue check mark. So, okay, yeah. He's got blue check marks. So oh, he's very he official. <laughs> yeah, Frozen, how'd you get a blue check mark? There we go. Now you guys can hear it. For some reason, it doesn't work on my, my AirPods when I type it on. So that's why I couldn't talk. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but now I'll just do it on speakerphone once I got it. Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, hey, both of you guys, yeah, thanks for coming in. Like I said, uh, I mean, Litecoin Gaming, I think, started, I want to say, last, like, maybe early summer, right? Something like that. It started, at least I started seeing stuff about it. I started seeing posts about it, and I know they were recruiting players. And, you know, very early on, I thought, hey, that's, like, a really smart move, Um 
I'm a, and, and, I, and then I started like, and I'm realizing today, like, I don't even hundred percent know what the relationship or how it started or where, where this all kind of began. So I guess before we jump into it, like you guys want to just give a quick introduction of who each of you are. Uh, yeah. So I'm Evan. I'm the vice president and uh, co-owner of like one gaming. All right. Yeah. And then, um, I'm frozen, um, Ray Arsenal, um, and I am the advisor for them on the management side and sponsorships. All right. So how long are you guys both yourselves competitive gamers? I'm guessing. Um, so I, I'll do, Evan, do you want to go first or do you want me to kind of do an intro first? Um, you can go first. All right. Yeah. So a little bit of my background. Um, I've been in esports production and influencer marketing for about ten plus years. Um, my background comes from, you know, ranging from working with organizations like FaZe Clan all the way to my current full time job at influencer stuff, where we work with um, creators from you know micro level to the PewDiePie's of the world. And then for my journey with Litecoin most recently is to come on and really help them, you know, get to a place of top tier level, which was a big part of push with the guy signing the Rocket League team. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a, a high level for me. All right. Are you a gamer then, Evan? Yeah. Or like, are you, is, that, is that your job or was it your job at some point or how's this <laughs> i'm so confused um, how this all works so go ahead um back when i was younger um it was to an extent somewhat my job but now um i turned to the management side of it um and the side is definitely the route that i'm gonna be sticking to i still play all the time um especially at northwood and i'm down there uh esports facility right now so i'll come down here in between classes play a game or two and then walk over just because it's freezing all the time but right. yeah i'm not too comp but like i'll always go on and play with i see my friend parker's in here i'll play with parker a little bit or whoever's on so i'm like on as well all right okay well so and bear with me through this guys because i'm a you know i'm i'm a gen xer and i feel like everybody under the age of 50 has probably gamed pretty much most of their life right but yeah of course for me, like gaming was, you know, I, I listen, I bought a Sega master system. If that tells you anything, right. So I've been around a long time and, uh, you know, in my later years, I don't, I'm not nearly what I used to just very casual. I do like watching gamers on online and, uh, it's like almost, I get where I know I'm never going to get to a certain level. And so, but I do still enjoy watching the games and, and it has become very, uh, spectator sport for me if i do watch it so like i get that whole concept but like what um i guess the the breadth of things is what's hard for me to grasp right because I'm, I'm watching i see how many players you guys have and and i mean it has would you say that i mean is, is gaming gotten to the point where it's almost your me all the job like you guys are talking about with marketing and influencing and managing is it like a counterpart to regular sports in a way like it's yeah. become level yeah sorry i didn't interrupt you there yeah absolutely um you know from from just esports alone you know you're seeing the bridge from traditional sports to gaming you know you have players like kyle vinoy from the new england patriots who owns an esports team you have um you know the little dirks of the rap world who own gaming teams built around you know esports and and content so you definitely have the bridge and and like you said earlier too everyone 
played a game at some point in their life, right? What, whatever it is. It could be Candy Crush on Facebook. It could be, you know, Mario or Call of Duty. It doesn't matter. Everyone's played a game at some point. Right, right. And so it's, it's, just, it's just a lifestyle more than it is an actual entity, which is why, you know, esports and Twitch and all that stuff has grown to, you know, an astronomical level. Um, you know, you're, you're seeing some of these streamers making $3 million a year by just turning on a stream. So, yeah, I saw one, uh, gosh, I think I was looking at, uh, yeah, Twitch and it was like, you look at the top subscribe top, you know, accounts, how many subscribers they have per month, you know, it's a four ninety nine subscription level and they'll have, you know, a couple hundred thousand people every month. And I'm thinking, holy shit. Like these guys are killing it, right? I mean, obviously the top guys are making serious money. So, um, yeah, that's interesting to me because, like, yeah, cause even like the Rocket League thing, I saw that announcement and they had a coach on there, and I'm thinking, a coach? You need a coach for a video game team? But you know, again, I'm, I feel old saying that sounds crazy. <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah, it's not crazy at all. I mean, yeah, coaches typically, depending from the game, so games like Halo or Counter Strike, if you're familiar with that, like coaches are more on strategy and telling players, you know, maybe some things that they could work on just as a typical coach, because players both traditionally and playing video games are always thinking potentially that they're always right. <laughs> and they're right. not always right. So it's good to have a third party there that can kind of say, no, you were wrong there. Or we could have done it this way. And this could have been the outcome. So that's really, really what a coach scout, is. Do they scout opponents and stuff like that too? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they'll scout, they'll scout, uh, strats. Like our coach will, um, look for strats of strategies of what, you know, the other teams are going to be doing in that moment or, you know, watch streams on other teams. And yeah, just a, as a basic, you know, NFL coach that watches game film, they do the same in the gaming end. All right. That's cool. All right. Well, so, um, kind of bringing it back, like you mentioned, uh, teams or like, like that there's, people that own teams what's in i mean is a team owner um obviously there's prize money right and so is that kind of the incentive is it more it's a badge for them to own a team is it just kind of cool for them is it a money maker for somebody to own a team like a celebrity um, yeah so and I, and I can let evan answer some too but i think the the best answer is it's a kind of tenfold question right so i think you know, prize money is great, but it's really, even though the biggest amounts, organizations typically don't make most of their revenue off of prize money. Typically, that's given to the players. Um, okay. The way traditional esports teams make money is through merchandise, content deals, sponsorships, endorsements, um, and social media as well. So using like particular... Yeah, like like energy drinks or yeah, it would be like you know you only drink Red Bull or you only use a certain headset and you get an endorsement money for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so wild. I guess it makes sense. Same as sneakers, right? I mean, yeah, and and a, and a good bringing it to crypto and in this whole avenue, you know, you look at teams like you know Team Solo Mid, which is one of the biggest organizations in the world, and they got a deal with FTC, the crypto. Um, you know, purchasing uh, avenue, and that was a four hundred million dollar deal. F FTX, right? They FTX, actually... sorry, yeah, yeah, FTX, yeah. FTX sorry. gave them four hundred million dollars. Yeah. Oh shit! 
<laughs> I should have kept playing video games. Yeah, I, I believe it was. I believe it was four hundred million. It was definitely in the hundreds of millions. Yeah, that, I believe that it doesn't totally surprise me right now. Well, so how did this all start with um, with Litecoin? Because one thing I did notice early on, it seemed like um, there was a lot of kind of changing of the guard. It seemed like a lot of people were in and out and in the early stages. So were you involved from the beginning, Evan, as far as like one of the, as the VP or an owner? Uh, no. So I was brought on in uh, November, like around November 13th, 14th, I believe. So that's, I was brought on and I, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. There were some like content creators coming in and going out. And um, that's pretty common in the uh, esports industry. Um, when you try to just, people just rush it. It happens in businesses, everything. They just try to get something rushed. So once you slow down and you get the right creators that want to be with Litecoin, you see why they're there. They see the same end goal that the rest of the board has and everyone has, then everything flows right. But when you get, for example, there was 13-year-olds for us um, when I joined for Fortnite. Um, that's something that I personally would not do just to due to maturity. Um, right. Yeah, as a content. So, it's got to be like almost impossible legally to deal with that, right? Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> we can't sign a contract if you're 13. So, that's interesting. So, what? So, what is the relationship with you guys? And uh, you're you're are you sponsored by the Litecoin Foundation? Is that what's going on? Yeah, so um, the relationship there is a strategic, um, both financially and with managerial um, assistance as well. Um, so it is very inclined with Litecoin Foundation. Um, it is a, a pretty pretty strong partnership that we're trying to build out in a demographic that really can help push Litecoin further um, mm -hmm. and bring in the next generation of you know cryptocurrency you know buyers. So. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I, that's something I, I remember posting something about a while ago. That I think strategically, it's a great move. I mean, obviously, that's where all of, I would say, the sub thirty, uh, eyeballs are at is on on gaming. Yeah, absolutely, and it's just a general yeah. fit too, right? Like if, if when you're browsing the gaming sector, you know, all of these, some of the biggest you know, whether it's NFTs or crypto coin or whatever, but some of the biggest purchases are coming from these big influencers too. So it's just a natural fit as well. Cause it's not something that we're advertising to. And, you know, one of those sectors in the world that's like, oh, anti-crypto and anti-NFTs and, and yada, yada, yada. You know, we're, we're going to a demographic that really understands it and wants it to succeed. Yeah, cool. Is there any sort of, um, I mean, is there any thought of like how, to use litecoin in, in gaming i know that that's probably a big yeah. I'll, I'll, go ahead yeah yeah absolutely um so you know we our plan is to be able to pay, pay salaries in litecoin eventually um and then also have sponsorships and avenues that build communities and, and avenues of content and further development of players using litecoin as well yeah like tipping and all that stuff are you like on twitch and stuff you they don't accept uh can you tip? You have to tip in their like native currency or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. you can't. You, not yet. Ho hopefully soon Twitch will do it. We'll see, but not yet. Yeah, you have to do it in their native bits, is what it's called. Yeah, you have to buy through potentially Amazon sometimes, or you can pay through Apple if you're on phone. 
do they have can you buy bits with crypto at all or no not yet hopefully soon okay hopefully no, that's interesting I, I i didn't i didn't know what the relationship was so so they kind of help you guys manage the team or i don't know give you some some oversight i guess in a way and then obviously sponsorship as well so how many players do you guys have uh, for pro players, it is just that uh, one Rocket League team, which is the uh, three starters, the one sub, and then uh, the coach. Okay, so that's the competitive side. Yeah, and then we have the uh, content side, which you see the clips getting posted in Warzone, where there might be a 360 uh, no-scope or just some crazy clips. Um, that's right. all the content side in the the Warzone side as well. So we have like a Warzone side that's not too too competitive, but they're really good, and we're looking to get them into uh, some tournaments, um, like EPUs to host tournaments multiple a week. So we're gonna see what we can do and get like going out there. All right, cool. And if, guys, if anybody in the crowd has questions, uh, don't hesitate to come up and raise your hand. Uh, so, um, yeah, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys, because this is kind of, to me, the reason I created this underground thing was I, I want to make sure, kind of as a community, I feel like it's a place for us to maybe bring our influence or, you know, if there's any help we can bring. Like, what is what as Litecoiners can we do to help Litecoin gaming? Yeah, I can jump in. All right, Evan, you want to go ahead? Uh, you can go uh, first. Yeah, sure. So I think a lot of it is just based on continuing the support of all Litecoin projects, right? Just beyond just the gaming side. You know, the more that Litecoin grows, the more the gaming side is going to grow. And then, you know, it's just supporting, you know, if there's merchandise that you guys are interested in, you know, we always use the Litecoin logo. So it's not like you guys are buying a whole different type of logo and avenue um that only furthers the development of there and then if you guys are interested in video games always checking out the content creators and that will help you know for us to be able to get more sponsorships and avenues because there's more viewership right gotcha who who do who's your um because yeah, you got a bunch of content guys i do watch the the uh was it call of duty is that mostly what those guys are playing the sniper yeah. reels and all that yeah, they'll be playing uh, most mostly Warzone, uh, Rebirth, or um, just uh, full on. I'm not too good with the Warzone side. The competitive side of Call of Duty, I know all about that. You know what I watch? This is like, I, I feel like such a, this is my uh, a secret. I don't tell many people about my watching habits. <laughs> so a few years ago, I don't know why, I got caught up in watching people play Super Mario Maker. You ever watch Super Mario Maker players? <laughs> I have not actually. It's a little bit, yeah, it's like it's the most childish game, seemingly. But you know, essentially it's a game where people can make make can do anything, make anything out of a Mario board. And some of these guys are just ridiculous. They're I don't know. I it's like mesmerizing to watch, and it's just kind of something I pop on when I got nothing to watch and I chill. But it's like very casual. Do you have any more do you have any more like casual gamers? that you guys are looking at, or is that just not in your, what you're looking for? Um, I would like, so the content creators, they're casual gamers. Um, they don't play, like they don't have to play competitive or anything. Um, they can just 
sit down, play, um, you know, stream. Do they play a variety of games, or are they mostly – does one guy usually – does he stick to something he's good at, and that's it? Um, we have a few that are variety, and then we have uh, mainly some COD and then Valorant. And then we got some uh, Halo as well. Who's your most popular gamer right now? Are you allowed to say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know who uh, the most popular would be, honestly. Um, especially with uh, after just bringing on the roster. So I, I have no clue who uh, they'd be. This comes back to Frozen. How'd you get that blue check mark, dude? <laughs> it's 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 lots and lots of years of being in esports. Um, you know, like I said, my prior years I was working on big teams like FaZe and and Avenue, so I was able to get the check mark through being more in the media uh, back then. Oh, gotcha. So FaZe is FaZe like a big? I'm, I don't know who they are. Is that a big? Uh... Yeah, I would I would say team? that Phase Phase is the largest uh, esports and gaming team in the world is is the way to put it. Um, they uh, are a bunch of content creators. They have houses in LA, um, so they're they're pretty big. All right. Well, what else do you guys do? You guys is this your only job? Or is this like this full time? No. Um, I'm a, also a student and uh, at Northwood. And uh, also, they're a Call of Duty manager here. So I'm there. I'm doing college. And in between, this is also yeah, pretty much a, my full-time job. Yeah, I looked at your profile. So you, your college has a – again, I'm going to sound like such an old man. <laughs> <laughs> your college has a competitive gaming team, I'm guessing? Yeah. So actually, the uh, team that we signed, um, two of them actually go here. And uh, hockey lives maybe like ten doors down from me, um, so it's funny enough. So they're on. I'm on campus with them, with part of the roster. So should be some great content for that. And uh, yeah, there's um, the Rocket League, the Overwatch here, um, or the Valorant here. You know everything here, the COD here. Um, I, I would say top for pretty much each uh, game and each scene that they're in. Um, as soon as you walk in the facility, they have all the trophies laid out. Where what is where is Northwood University? I never heard of that. Um, it's up in uh, Midland, Michigan. Oh, all right. You're not far yeah, from yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm in a uh, I curl. I play the sport of curling, and Midland has a curling club actually. So <laughs> that's it's unusual. Yeah. There's very few curling clubs in the U.S. So yeah, that's something I know about Midland. Start running up there too. So that's funny enough that you say that. <laughs> And they flooded, dude. Midland had that horrible flood. Yeah, that's actually yeah, that's actually where the uh, facility is down in the basement. So they had to do it again. Oh my god, it was unbelievable. You guys want to see some de- devastating stuff? My wife had friends there that she went to school at Alma, which is right near there too. So anyway, enough of my history. Uh, anybody else want to jump up and ask some questions? I I feel like I'm kind of roaming in the dark. I don't I don't have. You know, I was, I was going to ask you about what you have teams with. You mentioned that, but the only competitive team right now is this Rocket League. So I went and looked at Rocket League, and maybe I didn't see the whole thing. Is it just like soccer with cars? That's uh, so. Whenever like a parent comes to me asking, so what's like the best kid friendly game to for their you know kids to play? Um, 
I always just say Rocket League, and that's how I describe it, is car soccer. That's pretty much the best way to describe it. Um, just when you're watching, if you play like five minutes of that game, you see how difficult it is. And then just watching these guys here, I was like, okay, I don't know how any of this is happening. Um, so, so does that have a huge? Is that have like what? What kind of like audience does a game? Because I think the one I watched was. It was like in the, one of the world championships or something from maybe a two two years ago or something. What kind? I mean, does it get? I'm assuming there's online watching, right? Like, what kind of attendance do you get, or how many eyeballs are watching a championship game like that? So it, it depends on usually the team as well and how big their following is, because um, then obviously all their fans are going to flood in just like they would to you know sell out an NFL game. So. Usually it's around uh, like a hundred thousand um, when it's uh, this uh, split that's coming up. So let's say um, you know phase versus uh, I don't know us we're gonna play, but even though we're not there, but um, let's say we were playing, you know, since it's phase, that's gonna grow the audience huge for uh, you know the viewership of Litecoin as well. Um, so that would probably be up around you know seventy five thousand. Um, because FaZe isn't 2-2 into the Rocket League and they're not known straight to Rocket League. They're more of, they start out as content, um, as in most organizations that are still around actually today. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say too, sorry about that. I, my internet went out, but um, now we're on data. Um, to answer the first question, I can answer that too. Um, I do do this full time. Um, I've been doing esports and influencer marketing and that kind of avenue for about 10 years full time. Um, so that to answer the question prior to me lagging out, um, I do full-time at influencer stuff is the company I work for. And we work with content creators, um, to bring them brand deals and new avenues to succeed them further than just making content. So do you manage individual players as well? No. So we, we do more on the influence on my day to day job with influencer stuff. Um, we do more on content creators than esports players. Um, so we work with, you know, I'm sure you're. Now you broke up. You fell out again. Uh, Try again. Man, that stinks. Uh, I had this happen with what was somebody last week. It was, uh, oh, what the heck? It made me laugh because, I mean, of all things, you're, is your gaming. Your internet should be killer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, oh, there he is. There, I saw that connecting. Is that? <laughs> you, I don't, you faded out at some point in time, Nate. Oh, well, that's all right. It's all right, Frozen. I think we might just, you're just going to have to be a listener. We'll try one more time. We'll see if we can do it. Yeah, now we got you. Taking me out of the space. Does somebody have, does somebody have Frozen blocked or something? (laughs) I've heard, no, I've heard that actually doesn't Yeah, yeah, I think it apparently does, which is weird because you can have spaces with, you know, a thousand people in it and someone hasn't blocked it. I'm like that. It's just horrible. Um, I'm not sure. But yeah, so, so yeah, more of what I work with like bigger YouTubers. We work with all YouTubers of all sizes and content creators, so Twitch streamers. Um, but I was saying PewDiePie is one of one that you, everyone in here probably knows of, and we've done some deals with them. 
Yeah. So that's amazing. He he just um, it amazes me his influence and what what I always you know, I always laugh at as I'll mention him to somebody. I'll be like, oh, we've heard of PewDiePie, and they'll be like, no, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because I watch you like YouTube is mostly what I watch, and I find that a lot of people my age watch it for you know it's becoming the place where everybody just goes for everything you know whether you just are interested in fixing stuff in your car or around the house you just like to learn it just becomes this place where you naturally gravitate towards watching more and more content on there and he's so massive i just assume everybody's heard of him you know (laughs) but if he doesn't get fed to you in some way i guess i can see how that is and uh it is funny, like it's it feels still has like a subculture feel to it. I'm sure you guys, um, you're living in it, so it doesn't feel so subculture. But the fact you can step outside of your gaming world and go talk to someone who doesn't game at all to have no idea who these people are that are you know massively famous. Like I know, like like who's a who's the biggest gamer right now? I know Ninja was a couple years ago, but he's not anymore. But like, who's a big who, big name that everybody should know is there like a huge name in gaming right now i mean i think um, ninja is a very spe- very special case right of how he was able to how he's able to do it um i think i mean th- there's big ones like tim the tap man um do you know there's pokemon there's um trying to think of who else would be big um that big, like knows. as a social gamer right yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, but none of them are at the ninja level, though. I think when as ninja was as big as he was, because um, he was doing a lot of stuff that was mainstream, that was really helping for outside gamers to understand. So, like being on the cover of ESPN, right? If you have no idea who Ninja is, being on the cover of ESPN, you're probably going to search who this who this guy is with blue hair on the cover of my magazine, right? Right. So, and and also, you know, I think. You know, PewDiePie is just, yeah, one of those that a lot of people just know because not only of the content he makes, but just a lot of what followed him throughout the years as well. Yeah, I'm surprised, like, like a guy like him and, and uh, again, some of these other guys I watch or I see that are more what I would call, like, they're content creators, right? They don't, the games themselves, they're not necessarily great at a game, but they're just fun to watch or they're, you know, they're interesting to watch them talk through a game and they're entertaining or they're funny. Um, I'm surprised that more people on YouTube don't take, uh, money via cryptocurrency or just post, you know, put in the corner of their video, put the QR code for Litecoin or whatever, you know, whatever coin it is that they want. This would be something I'd recommend maybe for your gamers. Uh, cause I, ha- I remember watching a long time ago, uh, somebody do that. They were doing a video about Bitcoin and they just put a QR code up and just to make it work, just to do it. It was fun just to send them five bucks. And um, it's just so easy and seamless in a way that they can maybe earn some money without having those intermediaries like Twitch. Um, I don't know if Twitch would probably ban them from doing that, but you could certainly have a QR code on screen and receive money in Litecoin. Just something to think about if you guys haven't thought of that already. Keep losing Frozen. Oh man, he, he logged out again. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Oh man. Is somebody kicking him out? I'm not doing it. No, I mean But anyway, so I yeah, I don't know if that's something that are are you 
is that the type of gamer that would even make sense for your organization if you had like if anybody in this audience thought hey i'll i watch a guy i'll reach out to him and let him know i mean are you really trying to procure a particular type of uh uh teams together or gamers or does it really is is it really a matter of like how many followers they have or what's what's in it for them type of thing yeah at the end of the day also you want to make sure it benefits both ends um so for the numbers it it depends so like if you're we can see like you're growing um at a good pace and you're going to keep going your everything you have is you know this professional the way you know you're streaming, everything is perfect. You're interacting with everyone in chat. And, you know, you're not just playing the game and ignoring everyone that comes in. And you went from, let's say, average of five viewers in one month to the next, uh, you know, average of 10. And that's, you know, where we would probably you know, negotiate what we would offer to them. But obviously, let's say if someone had um, like a million followers on Twitch, that's where those sides of uh, creators that are going to be asking for, I mean, Frozen, you probably, you know, the salary is better than I would, but I would just be saying big numbers. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't need you at that point. Right. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. They're a lot of them just go out and they, they just go the uh, brand route. So is the um, benefit, the benefit for you guys is you, you can go to a, uh, let's take a, you know, an energy drink brand and say, look, I've got a team of 20 guys. They have X amount of followers. If you sign a deal with Litecoin Gaming, you get um, every single channel. You're going to have advertising on all these channels equaling this size audience, blah, blah, blah. And then they, they that's, is that, is that the, how the, yeah, the, the best there? way, the, the best way that I like to explain esports is actually the most random sport I'm about to say, which is NASCAR. Esports is closest to NASCAR than any other sport. So the way esports teams at a very core level sell sponsorships is um, a on the content like you referred to, right? Endorsement deals, drinking the drink, uh, wearing the headset, eating the food, whatever it is, right? Then the other component of it is, um, you know, uh, on the jerseys. So when we go to events, we wear you know team jerseys just like you know any traditional sports would. And as like the NASCAR jumpsuits have logos everywhere, esports does the same thing and has done the same thing for, you know, 15 plus years where you just put as many sponsors that want to be on your jerseys as you can. And, you know, those jerseys are seen at a very bare minimum level at the highest level of gaming, you know, 100,000 people could be tuning in. And so the, the, the money that sponsors spend on esports, you're getting more eyeballs than traditional on TV a majority of the time. Right, it's targeted at the people who you yeah. actually see it. Yeah, Correct. makes sense. And plus replays, that's the other thing, is everything's on, you know. You everything lives on, and, it, and, it, and it all lives in one core area too, right? So if you're watching it on Twitch, it's always going to live on Twitch. If you're watching it on YouTube, it's always going to live on YouTube. Whereas traditional sports, you have to go and find it, right? Like one one moment, it might be on the NFL network. The other moment, it might have to be on ESPN+. And you have to go and find it, whereas you know it will always live in the same place that it was produced. Right, right. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. Now, see, that's starting to make sense for me now. Like, I guess I was feeling like, so it's not all, my initial thought was it was all these competitions, and that was, you know, whatever prize money is, that's 
that's the goal, right? Yeah, I would say that prize money is about 5% of esports on ways that organizations make money. All right, so you guys, yeah, who are consistent and will actually just do as they're told, put the right brands up at the right time, right? Yeah, essentially, yeah, and and it's all different levels too, right? So you know, we were you know at at, as Litecoin Gaming, you know, we were really lucky to have the foundation really back us, and Litecoin itself retweeted us and talked about us. Um, You know, so we're very lucky to have a huge community, especially all all of you guys that follow Litecoin, and I'm sure you support you know any project really that comes into Litecoin that's legit. Um, You know, and I think you know that's important for any any coin, any crypto, anything to grow is just the community support, you know, and in getting behind it. So, yeah. So what, what's your guys, um, I guess, history with cryptocurrency. And obviously, you know, I understand, you know, as a Litecoin group and that you're obviously sponsoring Litecoin, but I don't, you know, don't feel like you have to. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, um, I do own Litecoin. I've used Litecoin in actual real life um, scenarios, um, purchasing items. Um, I don't have it. Everybody everybody says Newegg is where they use Litecoin. Yeah, I I, I used it to buy a video game. I don't remember the site I used it on, but I used it to buy a video game. That's cool, (laughs) right? That's cool. But, um, but you know, I hold the other ones too, you know, I have Ethereum to use if I want to dive into something and NFT related or OpenSea or anything like that. And then I have Bitcoin that I use in savings accounts and, you know, everything else that everyone else does. Um, you know, I'm definitely not against other cryptocurrencies. It's just, you know, we really believe in Litecoin and Litecoin really believes in us. So we're hoping to bring it to a level, um, that everyone can see it succeed. What do you think of the new NFTs getting made on Litecoin? Did you know that was coming? Is that uh, on, on which on, on which platform? Well, so uh, OmniLite was created. Uh, I don't know. Well, probably about four or five months ago. But mm-hmm. we're just we're just getting our first NFTs. I think. Yeah, Master, you're in here. Did you create the first one? Maybe. But uh, yes, yeah, so you can create your own tokens, and you can create NFTs. Ah, uh, yeah. There's, yes, not a good, there's not a good marketplace yet. That's probably the first, the next step is to create one there to where people can, um, you know, trade easily and list them. But that yeah. might be something cool for Litecoin Gaming to get involved with for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think we're always looking at avenues to build directly into the ecosystem of Litecoin, right? Because obviously that's important to us and as well as Litecoin um, as part of this gaming project goes. Um, you know, so yeah, um, you know, we have goals of, you know, NFTs, um, coins, all those stuff. But, you know, the, the biggest thing for us is not just shilling something out just to have, you know, Litecoin. Dang, you're fading out again. Oh, well. Oh, <laughs> oh man. There goes, there goes Rosen again. He's coming back. Hang on. He's coming back. You're back. Try it again. At one corner I was in is when I when I get disconnected. Okay. So um yes, yeah, so it's not about shilling it out. It's about creating an ecosystem that not only gives Litecoin a really good reputation and, and, and growth, but also allows our fans and new fans of Litecoin gaming to be able to get a piece of being a part of, you know, the Litecoin gaming initiative. 
So that could be anywhere from maybe we make NFTs that are built around or coins or whatever it is built around, um, you know, free merchandise or meet and greets with our players, or, you know, maybe you get to play one-on-one -on -one with a player and learn how to play a game. Um, maybe be a part of our content plans. Um, you know, there's just all possibilities that we can do with both ends that are really utility based, which is where I think NFTs really should be. And just crypto in general, like the more that you can provide value to anything is just better for the consumer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's something that I'm waiting on. Uh, I don't know if Kyle's in the audience. Kyle's supposedly making me a Litecoin Underground token, but I haven't seen it yet. But uh, And then, like, when you guys show up, I'll give you some Litecoin Underground tokens for participating, you know? Like, little handouts. But, um, all right. Well, I, I don't have – do you guys in the audience, do you guys have any other questions? I mean, this is a such a broad topic. I almost don't know where to, to go from here, but – um, if anybody wants to pop up and ask a question, or I guess you could message me a question here, look at Litecoin, uh, access is in here. Why don't you come up and talk? Are you, sh are you shy? <laughs> I guess maybe he is, he might be working, but all right. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if, uh, nobody's got anything, I oh, Fabio's coming up. All right. Actually, I got something I got to ask you later, Fabio. But now's not, not not the time. What's up, man? Yes, sir. Okay, what can I do to participate to be kind of like the like a scouter kind of guy? Speaking talent for you type thing. Um uh, you could send your resume over to um Litecoin Gaming at gmail.com. At the top. And I think he's saying like I was saying, like if you if you have somebody you watch or you might like, oh, send them yeah. your way and say, hey, this guy might be a good fit. Is that what you're saying, Fabio? Yeah, yeah, like they do with the uh, what are those people there, the the women there that charge. Uh, anyway, you know what I'm saying, like something like that, you know. So you're trying to like join as like a scout to scout out scout rosters, scout content creators, stuff like that, or yeah, you know, like like that, yeah, yeah. That's so. So Rob's in here. Um, I like on access. Um, most likely reach out to him, me, any of the staff, really. Like you speak all the duty stuff like that, right? So like, oh, if I if I know someone that could, you know potentially destroy, you know, like, but he's just not aware of, you know, participating yeah. in that world, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, unknown talent, and, that you, yeah, that you scout, yeah, that's, exa that's exactly where I started my career, was scouting, and, oh, oh there goes, there goes Rosen. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where I started my career, was uh, scouting, um, and I think half the guys that I scouted from my old organization, um, for Call of Duty, or now in the uh, Pro League for Call of Duty. So, if that's what you're referring to, scouting um, incoming talent to um, Litecoin Gaming, um, you can shoot any of us a DM, um, Axis, Avix, myself, um, Frozen, we're all here. Um, and we'll all respond probably within max 24 hours. Okay, but is it like, like if I bring you undeniable talent? 
this is what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm I'm not trying to be like gatekeeper style stuff. I mean, like, if I bring you undeniable talent, you know what I mean? Like, snap a finger. Oh shit! You know what? Yes. Wow. Wicked. Yeah. You know. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the thing with that is, um, those kinds of rosters are going to be asking for, you know, a larger salary. Um, most of the time, if they're up at that level. Um, you know, I know some of the uh, college rosters right now are, since it's still the beginning, they're asking for, you know, 5K um, per player. And the season hasn't started, and that's her challengers. So that's where we, we just have to make another pitch. We would have to go out and, uh, I mean, esports is all about risks. So you got to make the, go make a risk for, you know, the game. Uh, like you said, Call of Duty. Um, pitch that team, see if you can get that. And, yeah, if they're worth it, we can see the ROI in it. Um, and then, you know, keep the Litecoin gaming green and not yeah. going to the red. That's the uh, main thing. Ooh, everything revolves around money, huh? Yeah, yeah. Forgot about that part. Can I ask you, because if you have a roster, let's say, you know, if you had 10 gamers and, and one guy is bringing in half your viewers or with one guy, are is pay generally weighted by how many followers you have? Yeah, so it could be um, pay or um, let's say you know they may want um, you know some juggernaut or sponsored juggernaut, so they could have um, that. Our failure is coming out soon for that. So um, thinking of that, you can go buy that. Uh, for I'm not mistaken, you can buy a juggernaut with Litecoin actually, right? I'm not mistaken. You might be able to buy that with uh, Litecoin. I think um, I saw then, that. Yeah. Yeah. So and then, um, so yeah, there's always like different incentives on um, like how um, how much, let's say how many times you stream in the week or month, and again, size too. So let's say I'm going to just use basic five, you know, average of five viewers. Um, you're probably not going to you know go out and say, oh, we're going to give you a jersey or give you this. But if you are averaging 40 viewers, yeah, and you got a you know base cam on the whole time, we're probably gonna send you um, juggernaut, um, you know, a jersey, maybe a hat, um, something like that. You know, so you're promoting on stream, and uh, you know, maybe possibly a salary depends. It always depends on the person too, because there are some people that um, don't even want some salary, and they'll do it with just the instead of so a jersey, and that's it, and they want to really be there for. Um, uh, the journey of the organization as well. Okay, yeah. So you're not necessarily looking for the biggest guys right now, and and, and talent in the game itself is is somewhat important, but it's the ability to get people to watch your watch your content. That's what matters, right? Which yeah, I guess that's makes always, sense, right? Yeah, and then how you know interacting are you with uh, the people in the chat? Uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, just to make sure you're not just ignoring everyone, like all viewers that are coming in, you know, let's say you get $5 donation. You don't just say, Oh, thanks. You actually fully thank the person, read out their name and give them a legit response. And thank you. So do you provide the tools needed though? Like coach and stuff like that. Um, I mean, so if there was a roster that came to us, I mean, I can use Call of Duty again. Um, I have 
all, most of my connections are in the COD scene. Um, so, so if there was a Call of Duty roster that you had in mind that didn't have a coach, I could. I already have like a few coaches in my mind just within that like few amount of seconds. Um, but usually it depends. Um, some teams can come without a coach. Some teams may not have a coach. Um, it really depends again, really on the uh, level. And of course, you know, we can do whatever we can to an extent to, uh, you know, go and find a coach that's right for the roster as well, because you want to make sure they mesh together. Yeah, I understand what you're saying for sure. That's good too. But what I mean is like an example, right? I bring you raw, somebody who just loves playing the game, somebody who destroys and murders it, is not known for shit. And it's like, okay, like, let's say you're like, oh, you know what? We could do something here. Cool. All right. Yeah. I think, what you're, I think what you're getting to is the question of if you brought us someone that's unknown, do we have the tools to get him to the next level, correct? Kind of, yes, and maybe a guidance, right? So let's say if he has to spend his own money on equipment, setup, and all this stuff, it's like maybe you're like, you know what? I've been through it. I've seen it. Don't even bother using this. Don't bother using that. Spend the extra little bit of money. Go get this. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. We have that built into place, both from a management system and the fellow content creators or players that would be there to be able to assist in making sure that they're getting the best out of their situation. Cool. So there is those kind of options. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's growth. There's growth from the top down in in the organization. Okay. All right. Okay. I guess that's about it. But that's, that's cool. Topic. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Thanks. Anybody else got anything? I feel like we got a quiet audience tonight. It's been quiet on Twitter in general lately. I think people have been. We're all just like mentally exhausted, I think. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, hey, yeah. I mean, if you guys want to hang out, um, you know, I don't I don't have any other questions for you. Um, you know, I, I appreciate everything you guys are doing. Like, I think it's very cool that um, this organization was created. Um, I hope you're finding that like Litecoin community has been, uh, we're super supportive of, of, man, anything that comes along and uh very laid back and i would tell you that if there's active people in the litecoin community that you want to tap as a resource to just help you guys market things that are coming up or you reach out and ask them for help i think you'll be uh glad to find out that people are extremely helpful um no matter the size of the account and uh yeah just don't hesitate to reach out to people uh litecoin maximalista jumped up so he might have something what's up man no, I, I think I think people are just um, tired because just January, you're starting, cryptos went down, and uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's that's what's happening. People are just stressed out because prices went down. But just keep in mind that uh, I was reading uh, early today a post on Reddit on cryptocurrencies that said something that about the Fed being able to manipulate. Uh, cryptocurrencies in Davos have. And I, I find that hilarious because that's exactly what the Fed wants you to think, that they can manipulate crypto. And I mean, Bitcoin has been working all this time and Litecoin has never been down. The Fed hasn't done anything. It's just dollar prices or fiat prices. So, right. I just want to say that 
it's been a a quiet week in general, I think. Okay. Yeah, you're yeah, I can barely understand you. Sorry. <laughs> uh but anyway, so yeah, if you guys got anything else, do you, what I guess that'd be the last thing I'll leave you with. What what's what's next thing for uh Litecoin gaming? Like when does this Rocket League team get out and compete? How do we follow you guys? Is Twitch is Twitch the best place to be? Uh yeah, so all of their games will be uh streamed on Twitch. Um that's where Rocket League um does all their matches. Like Frozen was saying, you're either gonna be watching it on Twitch or you'll be watching it on YouTube. Um, so they'll be on Twitch and, um, their next, uh, qualifier is the, uh, 23rd of this month. Can you do the only, the only thing I'll tell you, I went on the website and I know it's, I'm, you know, I think, I think it's, it's themed the same as the Litecoin foundation. So I'm guessing they might be running it, but yeah, if you could even have links in there of who your gamers are and their Twitch channels, just so we can see who they are, you know what I mean? Cause that's something that. That Twitch is like a. I mean, there's just there's a billion people on Twitch, so to try to find somebody. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It's, it's it's it gets impossible. I I would say definitely like check out the Twitter because that will be the most active account. Um, you know, you can even set alerts so you, so you can know when we're going live and and, and all those avenues. Um, and then absolutely, yeah, we can we can work um, with the content and web team to be able to develop a way for you guys to quickly just see what's coming next. But I'm sure I've, I've been. Or just, or just to be able to like peruse everybody and look. Yeah. At who there's gonna be some that we don't that hey there's a game I'm not into or I'm into that and maybe we can just click on links just to check different guys out and and see what makes sense and not you know so yeah absolutely. Uh, Chris came up so let me see Chris, you want to say something man? Elmo. <laughs> oh I'm sorry I th- I believe I misclicked I apologize. Oh no I was there. All right well hey guys I appreciate it I'm I'm gonna transition on to something else you guys anything else you want to say before you go or before you you can you're welcome to hang out of course don't feel like you gotta leave i want to jump in really quick and say what why did the uh like confirmation went went to el salvador someone has someone has to know something you say it oh well hold on hang on hang on hang on let's let's let me wrap this up first hold on a second uh oh hang on now litecoin orza wants to come in yeah, like hey, real quick, like what Max Melissa. I'm not ending or, the show. Or, or I'm just my time with them. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give him speaking powers. Yeah, he's coming up. What's up, Orza? Like one on top. Uh, yep. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, I'm sorry. I did not mean to press request. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but like one on top, okay. we're taking over 2022. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for. Or, or so, is a, a bot all right all right guys i'm I'm losing track of what's going on here so all right so cool i appreciate it yeah i'll ask you guys again is there anything else you want to let us know before you go or before we're not ending the show maximalista i'm just saying uh before we kind of end the gaming part you guys good well uh, yeah I, I don't have anything else to say um uh, the Rocket League team uh, will play again the uh, 23rd for their next uh, open qualifier. Uh, they win that. Um, then they'll have their uh, the uh, next split, next uh, winter split. And they'll be uh, playing for 100K there. So 
That's awesome. Or a prize bowl of hugging. Okay. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys coming in and, and uh, you know, don't hesitate to come in. I mean, we'll, we'll get in. We won't be talking a lot about gaming. We'll be talking a lot about, you know, just crypto and obviously what's going on in Litecoin in general. So um, if you want to just learn a little more and hang out or you're welcome to chime in uh, and we talk about anything and everything here. So but I do appreciate you coming in. I've been wanting to get some more understanding of what the whole what the whole deal was. And and don't be afraid if you want me to share something, uh, you know, just message me and say, hey share this thing it's happening this week i'll be happy to do that and hopefully it gets picked up all right yeah awesome thank you yeah no thank you for having us on it was it was good talking and yeah hopefully we can come on more and and, and be able to tell you more of what's happening later all right well hey maybe you guys here i'll throw a totally curveball at you Litecoin maximalista wants to know what was charlie and johnny <laughs> or john kim and alan austin doing down in el salvador last week do you got any answers for that? <laughs> I, you know I don't what I'm talking uh, about. <laughs> I, I know the photo you're referring to. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> well, all right. I'll tell you. I mean, you guys can back out. But so obviously, guys, um, last week, um, Charlie, John, Kim, Alan Austin, who's, I think, president, if I'm not mistaken, of the Litecoin Foundation, and. I don't know his name, but he go his tag is at e currency holder. They went down to El Salvador, and so it's obviously created a ton of speculation as to what's going on. Um, anybody got any thoughts on that? I'm going to give you the scenarios that I have, but they are basically based on nothing. So don't just take them with a uh, spoonful of salt. If Litecoin, all right. All right, so we know that the uh, Lightning Network is on, on beta. We know that it works, but sometimes it has its uh, struggles. But Litecoin doesn't. And maybe we can have the best of both worlds uh, trying to keep the maxis happy about Bitcoin being the coin, the only coin, or mostly the only coin that it's been using in the Salvador. Well, uh, well, using Litecoin, and I was thinking maybe, maybe, maybe they're they're gonna do something like um, Bitcoin on Omni Light on top of Litecoin. That way, you know that it works. You know that it decentralized. You don't need it like Lightning Network because you have Litecoin, and Litecoin works. And I don't know. I, I was just thinking about that. Maybe, or maybe they're gonna have US dollars on top of Litecoin. Yeah, the own light, but that's that's the only. Um, well, that's one scenario. Second scenario is they're gonna adopt Litecoin as legal tender, and we're gonna all be happy. I don't I don't know what you guys think. I don't know. You know, you so um, Litecoin Maximalista. He messaged me and was asking me about it. I said, I don't, you know, I don't have any insight. Um, I do think that the thing that stuck out to me that was interesting is. I feel like I should know his name. This e-currency e holder. Um, he came back. So he was he went with them, right? And he works for Casa Wallet, Casa Hoddle. That is a Bitcoin-only company, from my understanding. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and so he goes down there with three 
Litecoiners. And the thing he said when he came back was, I'm going to read this because I thought it was interesting. Something along the lines of, why does why do people need to why are people so close-minded? And that struck me as maybe he was saying like maybe he was bringing up the subject of Litecoin to people. Again, this is total speculation on my part and getting a bunch of pushback from maximalists and maybe it was disappointing to him or frustrating to him that um, people were not open to the idea of Litecoin also being either legal tender or maybe strike is thinking about adding Litecoin service. Um, I don't know. Or maybe Casa is thinking about adding Litecoin on top of Bitcoin. That would make sense to me. Maybe they're looking for ways to differentiate themselves. I don't know. I want to say it really quick. Um, you, some, some people know me. Some people don't. I've been on Litecoin since 2014, maybe 13. And I I got to know a currency holder uh, back in the day. He he was going by the name E only E, and um, he wrote a book about Litecoin, um, something something very similar to Master in Bitcoin. Uh, I can I can't recall the name of it, but um I i'm pretty sure that's the same guy i'm now now that i'm i'm saying it loud loud maybe maybe i'm getting drunk but i'm pretty sure that's him and uh, i actually helped him out translating that book into uh, spanish um and so he's been a lycon i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say a maximalist uh or or a supporter but he has been in lycon fear since probably 2016. I didn't know that he was working now in uh, Casa. I, to- I totally lost uh, contact with him, but um, that makes sense. It makes sense. May, may, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with El Salvador, except in Lycon, in some way. I don't, I don't believe it's something related to Casa um, supporting Lycon. But we know, we know that Maxis, they even though they say they are libertarians, and that's what pisses me off of, of them. They say they are libertarians. They allow the free uh, freedom of thought and freedom of speech. But if you say Litecoin in their subreddit, in Bitcoin subreddit, oh, you're going to get banned, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I go into these spaces sometimes. And uh, it'll be like a Bitcoin space. And I'll, I'll look at someone's profile and I'll be blocked. And I'll be like, I don't even know who this person is. Like, I've never even interacted with them at all. It's like just the fact that I have Litecoin in my name. They went out and blocked me. <laughs> but, so here's what eCurrency Holder said he, in his tweet. I found it. He said, I don't think people realize just how much of life they miss out on by being uncompromisingly closed-minded. I thought those, like that to me is a pretty, uh, you know, clear-cut statement. You're talking about somebody who doesn't, you know, isn't even willing to have a conversation. So I thought that was telling to me. He says that right after he comes back from El Salvador with three Litecoiners. Yeah, that's almost like Maxis. Somebody got a hold of him, right? And that was the thing I told you. I think that would be the only reason that uh, Bukele in El Salvador would be hesitant to um, include Litecoin is because of the pushback from maximalists, which is kind of sad. Like, it's really sad to me. 
it is it is prepared because they they like to say they they don't all right one of their slogan is to say that the best uh harmony is gonna win but let it compete with Lycon then I mean, if you're yeah. positive that you're gonna win don't be afraid of letting it compete and i'm not trying to start a war of, uh of bitcoin against Lycon, but i think uh both coins work very very well when they are uh, in and synchronized. And that's the part that they are missing. They want only Bitcoin to work and it is not working in El Salvador. And if they add Litecoin, yeah, it's gonna help out. And freaking, um, it's not even sad, it's frustrating, frustrating that they don't get it. And they, they like to take proud now of being, of, of being called toxic. I think they are just idiots at this point, man. But yeah, yeah, and it is a small, it's a small part of the uh, ecosystem. And I, and I think that um, it's funny because <laughs> you know price price has been miserable, right? And I don't like to talk about price, but uh, it definitely gets into your head when you start thinking about like, well, you start thinking, well, maybe they're right. Maybe maximalists are right. Maybe maybe the Lightning Network is going to be this thing that just invalidates everything that we're trying to do as well. And I, you know, Strike App got into Argentina, and I think that's like I I sometimes I'm finding myself like I have a have a thought process about where things are going, and if something doesn't fit that mindset, like I instantly want to reject it but I'm like also trying to reflect on the fact that like, that's a really amazing achievement. What, what Jack Maulers is doing, like I understand it's imperfect. I have my beef with strike. I don't love that. It's um, all KYC. I don't love that. It's, you know, not always technically Bitcoin. Like essentially they're just holding dollars or some kind of weird bank, but they are, introducing bitcoin to parts of the world that do need it and the reality is in the short term lightning network might be this thing that um litecoin itself uh it does kind of they take bitcoin and i don't want to say invalidates litecoin but a lot can get done on lightning network by in this off-chain environment that um litecoin isn't needed and I, so I started kind of panicking about that. Like, wait, maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. And I realized like at the same time though, we all know the numbers and um, you know, Indigo's not in here, but he's run all those numbers before that eventually that leads to Litecoin, right? Cause it, cause they are the same type of asset and lightning Litecoin is also on the lightning network and introducing these places and, and being the one going in first has got to be somebody and it's imperfect, but I think I have to, I have to sometimes step back and root for what's going on with Jack Maulers. Cause I watched, I watched him and I don't get any vibe from him that he's not genuine. Maybe you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Like we've talked about Michael Saylor in the past. Michael Saylor makes me crazy, but Jack Maulers, I feel like is trying to do the right thing. And, and that's, that's important. That's important, and I think Litecoin is going to end up being a part of that because I do think he's trying to do the right thing, 
I think he will bring Litecoin along. He's not going to be a maximalist. I don't feel that way. Because right wasn't the first transaction in the Lightning Network sent from Charlie Lee to Jack Maulers. Anyone? Yep. Yes, that 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 uh, that's how the Lightning Network started. Litecoin was the first coin to be used as the Lightning Network um, uh, testnet. But um, I was gonna say um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in really quick and give you my thoughts about why Maxis or why Bitcoin needs Litecoin. All right, so I I do agree that Bitcoin is going to become the big. Uh, they're big numbers. Uh, reserve currency, and um, I, I agree with that. But the thing is, it's gonna it start growing and growing and growing, and every time it grows, it's gonna start the uh, transaction uh, fees are gonna start growing as well. And people don't realize, but you need to pay a transaction fee on uh, in the regular core network uh, before you open a, a, a channel into the line network. And that's really tricky because if Bitcoin actually succeeds and becomes a reserve currency, then it's going to cost you maybe uh, eventually $100 to open up a channel. And eventually then it's going to escalate into $1,000 or $10,000 or $100,000 if it's really the main currency that countries use. So you're going to... Uh, need Litecoin for that for to open up a channel so Bitcoin can uh, flow smoothly into the Lightning network while Litecoin pays up the fee to open up the channel. That's that's how I see it. I don't I, I don't believe Bitcoin is gonna be the only currency because it, it doesn't escalate very well. No I, um, I know I know it's not I think for me it's like this uh you know, you get, you psych yourself out sometimes. And it's, I think I, um, I, I see, I do like in the short term, cause I even talked why Litecoin's not here. He and I had a conversation a while ago. We were talking about, um, the fact that the lightning network actually reduce, like massively reduces the need for on chain transactions and blocks will be almost, un, you know, won't be filled for a long, long time because of it. And in a way, it kind of reduces the value of the actual on-chain transactions. Um, even though it's relying on them, it, uh, it it seems like it would actually be a price depressant that light that the Lightning Network. Um, yeah, it just it it reduces the need for the actual utilization of the chain, and so it's just kind of a it's just it's tough to know what exactly you're buying sometimes. I think that's why we, there's so much conversation about this stuff is sometimes you feel like, well, yeah, the value is in the ability to transact securely, but the reality is nobody's using Bitcoin right now, right? Transactions are down. Nobody's actually using the tool for what it was intended to be used, secure transactions. Um, but the value is still up there. So I think, I don't know. It's just, it's sometimes you're paying, there's different qualities to money and there's different values to what that money is doing for us at different times. So sometimes you like Bitcoin and Litecoin because they're scarce. And sometimes you like them because they're fast. And sometimes you like them because they're private, you know? So it's like different, different strokes for different folks kind of thing. So anyway, 
Um, all right. What else does anybody hey. got? What's up, Bagwamas? Oh, wait, can I real quick before you go, Bagwamas? I know this is a this is a pretty quiet group this week. Twitter's been quiet in general, but um, I was listening back to all the spaces. You guys know I put a whole bunch of them up this week. If you haven't had a chance to listen, one thing I did notice is that I'm very casual. I'm very much like, hey, everybody, just jump in whenever you want and talk. But it does cause a lot of cross talking, and it's hard to hear when you're when you're trying to listen back to it. It's hard to decipher between people. So I don't want to be a super strict about it. But if you do want to talk, do the whole raise your hand thing. And hopefully that'll clean up who's talking. But go ahead, Bagwamas. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up? So, Litecoin Bond? <laughs> Litecoin Bond? Yeah. What about it? I think we're having one. In El Salvador. Oh, so that's what you think's going on. Yeah. Well, uh, he means in El Salvador. Sorry, I'm sorry. You said about the raising the hand. Sorry about. Sorry. Come on, yeah. man. You're absolutely. You're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. See, I'm gonna raise my hand. So. Yeah, yeah. You right. got the floor. Go ahead. So I was just saying, yeah. Just wanna. Gonna say hi. Well, so what? Okay. About, a Litecoin bond. A Litecoin bond. Yeah. You're saying? Do they have a bit? They have a Bitcoin bond down there. You said? Not yet. Have they talked about it? Oh yeah, they are releasing one, like end of the month. So how's that gonna work? I forget. Uh, is that because I remember Miami was gonna do one with like Miami Coin or something, but. No, they... that's a that's a that's a bond like state bond. They're gonna with the the Bitcoin mining they have, so they're gonna put those Bitcoin. I don't know all the all the details, but it's going live. So you think they're gonna also mine Litecoin? At some point, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Go ahead, Maximalista. What do you guys say? I was gonna say about the Bitcoin bonds. Uh, how it's gonna work? It does, it's not coming at the end of the month because they're still working on the law, on the uh, uh, legal framework. But basically, what's gonna happen is uh, they're gonna say uh, they need. I can't recall the exact exact amount, but they're gonna say that they probably need, let's say, a hundred million dollars. And then the bond is going to be on U.S. dollars, but the payment is going to be made in Bitcoin. That's why it's called a Bitcoin bond. And uh, if I can't, if I can recall correctly, uh, it was probably about six percent annually. So it's, it's pretty much a good investment if you believe in El Salvador and if you believe in Bitcoin City, because you're going to uh, put dollars in, they're going to pay you back in Bitcoin. And um, I the thing the thing that I don't know is where you're gonna be able to buy it. I know that iPhoenix, yeah, iPhoenix is the company uh, that owns BitPhoenix, and maybe you're gonna be able to buy in BitPhoenix, but I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not you sure. Will. You will, you will. Bit BitPhoenix. Yeah, yeah. So how's that gonna work? So you're you're buying in, and you're essentially the country. El Salvador is going to go buy the mining equipment, right? 
Yeah, they were going to put their like on it. No, so, so it, well, okay, hold on. Uh, Fabio, what do you got to say? Okay, so if they're gonna they're gonna do it with the legal mumble jumble bonds paperwork blah 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 laws this that right, but like just a little to simplify things, I have a buddy of mine. He has about fuck I don't know how many machines in the house because I don't none of my business I don't ask uh, really but what he does is like he has put his own he put five hundred thousand dollars into a mining uh, operation you know and he's mining he's happy he's getting his money right but the thing is is that he grew himself from that 500 grand he pretty much already had an infrastructure right he, he has his mining equipment he has facility he has room to grow this and that but he didn't have the extra uh, capital, let's say, right? But he's making his Bitcoin. He just wants his money back. But the thing is, is that there's people that, you know, they, they want to invest with the guy, but they don't know what to do exactly. They don't know how to really participate exactly. So all he said was, yeah, okay, how much you want to give me? Some people give 50 grand. Some people give 100 grand. Some people... We're giving him uh, 500 grand, shit like that. Like, there's not a lot of people, but they're giving him money. So he takes that money. He promises them a return. He promises them their money back eventually. But he takes that money and he adds equipment to his facility. He keeps growing it and he keeps growing it and he keeps growing it. And maybe that's pretty much what they're trying to do, right? So they already have their whatever mining equipment they already have, whatever they set up, whatever they valued it at, all that kind of stuff, right? So, like, There's... if somebody wants to invest, it's like, they'll take your money, they'll promise you what they're going to promise you, but they're probably just going to keep adding capital and adding capital and growing and growing and growing by participants, right? So, Oh, for sure. But, I mean, yeah. That, that's... that's the best explanation I've yeah. ever heard. That's the best that's explanation. Just yeah, in the legal yeah. realm. They have yeah, to yeah, do yeah. the paperwork. They have to do all that shit. They have yeah. to uh, secure by whatever organization that makes sure they don't fuck around, right? I can create yeah. my own bond if I want. I can yeah, yeah, yeah. Factory, create Actually, my own bond. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, Actually, Blockstream yeah. has a has a token who is connected to Bitcoin mining. Hash rate. Actual, actual hash rate. What's it called? Mm, B... BTCM or something? <laughs> something like this, but it's it's a token. They sold it in Europe, Canada, and some other places. Uh, it's a security token. Well, I think, and, and I think what's, uh, to me, this is, it's, it's very cool. I'm going to bring it back to Strike a little bit and also what's happening in El Salvador because, um, it's go, it's go, it's happening, right? Like I think the last few weeks, and Fabio, you, you and I, we both like to be the maybe the antithesis of uh, the mainstream sometimes, and that well, Lightning Network isn't perfect, and Strike isn't perfect, and uh, there, you know, the reality is we have to have to realize that this is happening, and I do think the best thing that can happen for crypto is for a flood to happen. Meaning like El Salvador hits, then here we have Argentina is going to turn and then it's Venezuela and, and maybe it's all of Latin America. 
within 12 months, each country starts adopting crypto in some way, whether it's legal tender or not, but everybody has access to it. And then it becomes a force that it can't, it happens so fast that governments don't have time to really prepare for it or react to it. Meaning like the IMF or the whatever, the World Bank doesn't have a chance to stop it or um, create any FUD against it or try to invalidate it in any way. And it becomes so widespread so fast that we pick, it's like we, we make a big messy entrance and then we, then from there we have to pick up the pieces and figure out how to make it work in the way that we might like to see more private ownership. Um, because it doesn't feel right now, it doesn't feel the way that strike went into Argentina doesn't feel like a government sponsored thing. I'm not sure how this is working. Like the government's obviously allowing it to happen. It's an uh, untapped world. These are a new breed of lobbyists, people that, you know, hey, if I could have got a hold of the guy at El Salvador, hey, I was, shit, you, could you only imagine the shit I would tell him? You know, I don't know what the guy really knows, what he doesn't so you're know. Saying, you're saying that. Jack Maulers is a lobbyist? Well, fuck, anytime you're going to convince somebody to do something uh, for the benefit of what? For everybody? Maybe. You know what I mean? Because no well, matter so what. That, that's the thing. Like, don't, do you feel like, like I watch like, him and I don't get, I don't, I don't get anything that isn't, I don't get any sense that his heart is not in the right place. Okay, let me tell you this. Now, you know, traditional lobbyists, what they do, right? Confidence, confidence pawn men, I know, confidence people. Okay, okay, so the tradition of what they do in the centralized, usual, broken, manipulated pieces of shit, scumbag pigs that <laughs> swallow everything, right? That yeah. we have no control over, even if you are invested in it. You have a beautiful piece of paper with a signature and it says, yeah, you're invested in this. Beautiful. Cool. Got to wait till 9 a.m. to go do something with it. Not everything because there are applications out there. Yeah, fine. Okay, cool. But what I'm trying to say is even though they're lobbying government or whoever to try to adopt, which technically, yeah, it, it, it is a good thing. But the thing is, is that now if this guy has a big bag, right? A big, a big interest in Litecoin, which is good because Litecoin is amazing. It's beautiful. I love it. And whoever doesn't use it don't understand it. But if they do use it, they would love it too. There's no doubt. But like, let's say he does have a big bag and he does go there and shill. He's doing it for everybody who's invested in Litecoin. Right? It is right. going to benefit everybody regardless if you believe what he's doing is good or not good. Right? Because at the end of the day, yes, it is fun to see that whatever you're invested in, it goes up. Like me, I actually use this shit. Like I use it. I haven't put my own money in it. It's been like, I don't know, a month or so now, I think. Like I just, I have, if I have to put it, it's because I have to use it. But I get, I send, I, I rarely, I rarely hold a big bag. I'm just using this shit. You know what I mean? But now I'm thinking more like I would like to hold more, you know, but I'm actually using it. So, Let's just say I do have my own bag that I always keep and I want to invest for long term. 
like whatever they do with it, it will benefit everybody, even if you don't believe in the concept, right? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, fuck, how, how could I explain it? You know, like, it's like, I don't want it for me personally. I can't speak for everybody, but for me, I don't want it to be on the same path. And I'm not talking about price. I said this before. As example, we're going to go with BTC because that's, that's the ones that they're all recognizing and mass adoption and this and that, which is very good too. Because once you get into that, what's going to happen when you max out what you can do with it? How much you could hold? How much you can get? How much this? How much that? What, you know what I mean? Every government's going to participate. Okay, cool. You're going to raise the price. Beautiful. People are going to be happy. But how much are you really going to be able to use or accumulate? You know what I mean? And Litecoin is only four times that amount, right? So, you know, and it's just when you get to the point where you can't use it for what you're trying to use it for, what's going to happen? Type thing. You know what I mean? Like, like if Michael Saylor has a thousand coins and he's never planning to sell and then you have the other guy never planning to sell, never planning to sell, you know what I mean? Like, what are you going to accumulate? Yes, the price is going to skyrocket, but right, what, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what India is going to look at their wallet and they have 135 coins? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh right. yeah, that's, you know. But like, fuck, I forgot. I lost my train of thought because now I don't feel like I explained it well. The fuck was it? if if something can do it, it's Bitcoin. Like, I mean, it's if, the first if, step. If, yeah, if we we we, we all agree that. Cryptocurrencies are the hack in the system. I think Bitcoin has the highest chances of succeeding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but if you look at it like a 13 year period, right? And then yeah. everything else that came after, rather something came after Bitcoin three years later, and then another thing three years after that, and then 10 things one year after that, and then a thousand things six months after that, and blah, 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 <laughs> right? The timeline. Right. If you look at yeah. the timeline, it's like, when did they really start to try, like, like you said, they're trying to figure it out. What do we do? How do we participate? How do we this? How do we that? Yes, how, do we when, secure, how do we control it? How so, do we get, people don't get so here, Here's what when I people, think. When people started actually using it, that's why it's a good thing that Argentina is into it and other countries are coming into it. Because if people trust it, the government, they're going to trust it. Yeah, they yeah, have no choice. Say, it's been how long? It's been... In what a year and a half, maybe the mainstream is starting to like speak like positively yeah. a bit about yeah. it. Like yeah, three so. years, three years ago, they were laughing at us. Like, what, what are you even saying? Right? I feel like it's a year and a half. I I, I feel. I don't know. It's a long, yeah, maybe, long. maybe, maybe. Like talking well, shit about it, they talk shit, but positivity, I don't know. I feel like it's been a year and a half. But, but anyway, so now that you see that the first thing, right, thirteen years old. Now it's only been, let's say, two years. Two years that they're trying to do some positivity. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, they have no choice but to look at the next one. What's the next one? Yeah. Next one. Actually, What's the I, next one? Ethereum. I believe, I believe, like, globally, the money, has, the, the actual amounts are really, really big. So even Bitcoin, even Litecoin, it's not going to be enough to participate for yeah, yeah, all of us. I think, they're you know gonna go down the, I think they're going to go down the chain, right? Like yeah, the yeah, of course. Longest, of course. the yeah. longest test of time, and that kind of and stuff for sure. They have no choice, you know. Technology-wise, 
I think they're gonna go with a more more scalable blockchain. But that's my personal opinion. Whichever. Yeah. Well, so I, I guess yeah, that's that's where it's it's a little bit like you know we wish for the perfect, but we're just gonna have to we have to accept that we're gonna have this. It's gonna be it's it might just kind of be a wild ride, you know. There I might think- there may be a country that just out of the blue. I think once once we see think- El Salvador, Argentina, you start to see three, four, five, six countries uh, pick up Bitcoin as a cryptocurrency there's going to be somebody who thinks so oh, i gotta i gotta do something a little different right i can't just necessarily fall in line and it, it could be out of nowhere it could just be some you know east african country that just decides like hey we're gonna do litecoin you know what i mean and and because they recognize as soon as the, what you guys were talking about earlier before you guys got off onto this other tangent the bonds the ability for a country to raise money and pay out a bond on mining, uh, they can get money. It's a free influx of money. Somebody's going to buy the mining equipment for them, right? That's what a bond is, right? You're paying in. They'll go buy. They'll go buy the equipment. They have free electricity because they're a government. They can just steal it from their citizens. So they'll buy the equipment. Um, they'll use the free electricity generated by their country. And they'll pay you whatever five six percent, and they keep the remainder. It's free income for them. You know what I mean? So it's an investment. But yeah, I, I that 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 whole idea is what to me spreads like wildfire. Where countries who have nothing, like have no viable, especially now that you're seeing with with COVID, so many countries have lost income because there's no tourism. You know trade is shut down and they can't ship out or you know their customer base is run down or there's not as much money coming in because of whatever international trade has slowed down um they're gonna be looking for avenues something to bring in some money to their country these are ultimately businesses in a way and i think that's a i i can see that i guess i just feel like i i discounted Sometimes I'm 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 trying to be too like uh, everything's got to be perfect, but the reality is that it's going to be this. The faster everything can happen, whether it's sloppy or not, I think is good because it it's just like we're just bum rushing the opposition, and that at some point they have no ability to even stop what's going on. So I don't think it's going to be it's going to be pretty though. It's all all this that we are dreaming of. It actually happened. I don't think it's going to be nice. Most of people. If you can't destroy them, join it's brutal. Them. Yes. And that's it's what brutal. they do. They cannot destroy us, so they are yeah. joining. Yeah. And no matter what they do, they can do whatever they want. The decentralization is what is protecting us from these fucking idiots. Yeah. They could do whatever they want. Go do what you want. Go grab your sheep who are not educated using whatever service you're going to offer. Beautiful. Go ahead. But you're not going to stop me for what I want to do. Right. You're not going to stop the next guy or the next hey, guy. Whoever. Hey, guys, I got a question I got a question for you. Probably, probably none of you guys. This is actually directed at you, Fabio. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Am I, am I, what, okay. okay. Do you know I, I'm a huge fan of the band Tool. Do you guys know who Tool is? 
Five. You don't know who Tool is? Oh, Jesus. No. If I hear a song. What are you kidding me? No, you. Oh my God. All right. So there's a. Uh, they're huge. They're like one of the. They're one of the greatest metal bands of all time. But okay. So there's a track. I almost want to share it. There's a track they have in one of their albums, and it's a. Uh, <laughs> they play it. It's a. It's a phone message from a friend of theirs who got all pissed off it sounds exactly like you fabio um and i'm gonna find I'm it pissed. i'm gonna find it and share it <laughs> i'm not mad i'm not mad i know you're not i'm not it's okay the other person reality, hey, reality i'm gonna ask somebody to come up because we had a conversation this week but i don't know what i'll be able to answer all the questions uh eric bowman okay, do, do you mind popping up i'm interested to hear your feedback on that uh Nakamoto standard stuff. So we can wait for him for a second. Unless he's not even listening. So, if this was a game, since we are <laughs> into gaming today, uh, yeah, we are we are like level one, right? <laughs> no, I we're already level one million. <laughs> no, no, I agree with Bagwamas. Like we're so far from. Like we're we're hoping to be. I mean, I mean, El Salvador really is. I watched a video this week of. It was these two uh, girls. They worked for some wallet, some lightning wallet, and they were. It was like an old YouTube video from back in June or something, and they went down to El Salvador and they were just trying to use the wallet. And uh, it was imperfect, right? There were some places they couldn't use a lightning wallet. And there were some places that um, it like was a delay and they just decided to do an on-chain transaction. It just, you know, and it cost them money to do the on-chain transaction. But um, you know what? Like it's, it's light years beyond where we were. The fact that somebody's, there's a country accepting Bitcoin, a cryptocurrency as legal tender. Like that's a brain, like you got to think about how many people you interact with on a regular basis that don't even know what Bitcoin is, right? They have no comprehension of how it works. And the fact that an entire nation is now able to not, not only able, but like supposed to accept this as currency that is a massive leap forward. I think we've just almost were we're so in it we get numb to it, and that that whole country is going to get orange pilled at some point, right? Like that's very, 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 very important. Those are Bro, millions of people that are going to get it at some point in time. It's either there's the test, right? Little country, whatever, blah blah, blah this bad, doing whatever, okay, let's do a test, right? Yep. Or this guy has one of the biggest balls, right? And he's actually trying to do something. Nothing's perfect, right? But at least he's doing something different. Trying. Yeah. So what's the difference? What? A couple of years of trying something? You waste your money on bullshit anyway. You go give money to people for fuck all anyway. Uh, money's being used for bullshit anyway. Why not uh, take a couple of hundred million and try something new and see how it turns out, right? Like, or the guy uh, he's gonna get depressed and commit suicide. Imagine, you know what I mean? Like, Wait, you, you talking about Bukele? 
Yeah. It's either he has the biggest balls. It's either the, everybody's using that place as a test, letting him go and do go ahead and do what he's doing, or uh, they're, you know he's gonna be wrapped with a red rag around his neck on his uh, hotel room uh, shower bowl uh, or something. You know, you know what I mean? Like uh, if there is opposition, but I mean he is technically doing a good thing, right? It, it is a good thing what he's doing. Yeah, for whatever for whatever reason he's doing it, I think I'm guessing he's probably doing it to hope to gain some political points, right? He's rolling the dice a little bit. And why and not? At the end of the day, it might work out. All right, hey, hey, Eric's up here. All right, Eric, so you uh, you wanted to debunk the Nakamoto standard this week, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I'm I'm curious what, um, what, were, what were your thoughts? I was trying to understand what you meant by the problems with the mining script. Yeah, it's um I think at least in my my thoughts on the uh, the idea depending on what the Nakamoto standard should be like what the idea is and I think uh I think I gathered the idea from last week on the um the voice chat as well as from uh some of the comments on Twitter the uh the idea was that bitcoin by itself even with lightning would never be able to handle the world as a like the world currency there's just there's just not enough space there's too many transactions whatever um so the idea was that if you had bitcoin along with litecoin along with doge that the three of them together could could better handle all of the the transactions and I think that that's a good idea in itself. I just don't think that Doge is the the best third coin for that. Um, and the reason is because of this, the script algorithm that it uses. Um, if, you, if you have Bitcoin, which uses SHA-256, and then you have Litecoin that uses script, they're two separate algorithms or two separate pieces of hardware to mine them. They're you know the the incentive to to mine Bitcoin is you go out and you, you buy you spend thousands or millions of dollars on all this this hardware and then you spend a, a pile of money for the electric cost and it can only mine Bitcoin it can't mine anything else so then you do the same thing with uh, with Litecoin um, and then it, theoretically I would think you'd want to do something do the same thing with a third coin a separate algorithm a separate mining device separate everything uh if you if you don't if you use the same if you use script for both like uh, doge and litecoin somebody could come along and attack two-thirds of your of your uh your network if you have bitcoin litecoin and doge bitcoin and litecoin could or uh, litecoin and doge could both be attacked and now you're just back to one um, if you had well, a separate algorithm, I, I see what ahead. you're saying. No, I, and I do, I do completely understand what you're saying. Yeah, what makes it weird is that they're not mined separately, right? It's not like you have to. They don't. You're not choosing one or the other, right? And that's and that's almost a little bit of a maybe like a kind of a trippy thing to think about. That I feel like that does that almost make them the same coin? Because right, when you're 
when you're buying some, when you're, uh, <clears throat> when you're investing in money, one of the things you want to know is that, Hey, I can securely transfer it from A to B, right. And I'm not being defrauded. And so if the mechanism that prevents any kind of fraud is the exact same for both of them, then are they the same thing? Right. Right. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of technically, technically, I said that this uh, last week, and everybody was like, "Oh, yo, Doge had like sixteen hundred nodes or whatever." So there is no Dogecoin network. When you attacking Dogecoin, you are attacking Litecoin. That's impossible. Yeah, they are talking. That. Yeah, but some, some, people, that. some people are talking about making their own network on ASIC, but they have to hard fork Dogecoin from Litecoin because Dogecoin is going to be always on Litecoin network. Yeah, see, I really, I really need to have this. Is if I were having if Charlie Lee ever came into the Litecoin underground, this is what I'd want to talk to him about. I have such a but hard time understanding. There is only there is only Litecoin network. There is a Dogecoin blockchain, but not a network. It, it, it gets verified through our network. I don't know if I'm explaining this. Okay, so a block a block comes every minute on Dogecoin, right? Who's validating those blocks? Litecoin network. Yeah. Well, hold on. Are you sure about that? That's why you are getting it's people that are using the script mining equipment, but they're not like it's not like they're declaring themselves Litecoiners. They're just declaring that they want to validate a block. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter. It matters what you do. So what 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 are they doing? They're mining Litecoin and getting paid in Dogecoin. It's a Litecoin pool, right? Their rewards are coming. The block rewards they get are in well in both, right? Yeah, yeah. But you, you definitely for Litecoin and uh, Dogecoin. Like my friend just bought an L seven for Dogecoin. Yeah, and you can mine there, but you yeah, you are you're mining you you're mining Litecoin. You're not mining, mining Dogecoin. That's what I'm saying. Well, the thing is, he had the choice to purchase miners for Litecoin and miners for Dogecoin. He bought the the L seven was was I don't know it was like thirty thousand bucks. Uh, but it was for those. Well, they're the same. I mean, the same thing. It's the same. It's the same script and all that. But I mean, I think the machine is really dedicated for either uh, uh for the gold. Because and you don't need that much power for Dogecoin. You just need much power. Yeah, the difficulty is not where. Uh, yeah. The difficulty is not there yet, but I think it is two separate cases. I think. It is. But the network is one. It's yeah, it's the algorithm that's one, but the actual genesis and the, the consensus and and you know what I mean, like Litecoin. Okay, yeah, it is a fork of Bitcoin, but they chose to add more coins. They chose to make it's it. Not, it's not the same. Use a different script. It's not the you know same I mean? fork. No, no, it's not the same fork. Litecoin well, they're using yeah. yeah, 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 but I mean the characteristics are still like still derived. Anyways, that's my understanding. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just telling you that when my friend spent $30,000 on L7, it's specifically for gold. And it's an ASIC miner. So it must be... I totally agree. 
I tell the guy, I'm just saying that they are mining Litecoin and they're getting paid in, in Doge. Because there's a Dogecoin who, who pays you in, in Doge. No, 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 no. That I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just... if, if, if you mine solo Dogecoin, you mine Litecoin. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know the pools, yeah. But I am pretty sure. I am pretty sure. Equipment, I'm not sure. I think it is. If, if, if you're mining through a pool, of course, it's going to pay you whatever you're mining or whatever you ask. You can even mine Bitcoin and get paid in those. Yeah, anyway. no, no, I see, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But if, if, if you go solo mining, there's no those algorithm. It's Litecoin. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> I think so I, I think I think that helps the whole. The whole no, no, it's true. And so, so well, this is what Eric was bringing up is that he felt like, and I, I, I can't disagree with you. Like you're looking for like a third coin that might add capacity that has a different mining algorithm because it's like an, a different another attack vector essentially, right? Right. Like, so yeah, I mean, what do you like? I you know I'm gonna bring up vert coins. I ha- I do have vert coin. I'm not gonna lie. But that'd be an example of another coin that's also mineable. And like, what what other do you think there's another coin that would be more fit to do that, or is it just not? You just wanted to kind of bring up that weakness. It was mostly I just wanted to bring up that I I don't think that Doge is the right coin. Um, I had mentioned in the in that thread that years ago I had I had thought the same same idea. And um, uh, Feathercoin was one that I had thought would be a, a good third. Um, since then, Feathercoin has really fallen off the radar, and it's it's not dead, but it's it might as well be, unfortunately. But um, you know, there's there's thousands and thousands of other coins, and everybody's got their own bags, and you know, I, I hate, hate shilling things, so I'm not I'm not going to do that. But you know, there's there's got to be a, something better than Doge. I, I just think that there, there's got to be something out there. Well, what, it, purely because of the mining thing? I know one. I don't own any Doge, by the way, just so you know. But go ahead. Bob I know a crazy thing. They say Beam. He's going to say like Beam. I, yes. Like I said before, <laughs> Scalable. Private, private, Scalable. That's a technology... For the future. Yeah, well, I mean, it boils down to this. There's not going to be just three. There's not going to be just five. There are going to be thousands. Probably. Right? I mean, like, yeah. our, look, uh, there already is. Yeah, the evidence <laughs> yeah. is the evidence it's is that people, people, people like like the idea of trying different things, and they want to. Uh, push you know they're interested in new ideas and they're going to get scammed and they're going to get uh they're willing to dump their money into weird shit i mean that's just it's become obvious like how long does this need to go on before we all acknowledge the fact that like hey there's going to be a bunch of different coins for a long time and so what we all obviously as Litecoiners are going, hey, there's a value proposition that Litecoin is as scarce as Bitcoin, essentially. And <clears throat> it's sound money. And we're choosing to 
put our assets in sound money versus a bet or a guess. But I do think, I mean, the reason Doge keeps coming up is because obviously they're merged mine with Litecoin. We're a Litecoin group. And there's um, there's some reality to the fact that, yes, they're not fixed in supply, but they are scarce in a way. Like they're at least limited in its in their growth. So I don't know. I guess it's, you know, I, I didn't come up with the Nakamoto standard. I like it as an idea. I do think there's some legitimacy to it. Um, I kind of wish those guys were in here, but... Um, it's not pre-mined. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's not pre-mined. We love, we love those, right? Because the bonus. It's, it's going to be there forever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is, that's an interesting point. That Dogecoin, you know, Eric... Dogecoin's never going to go as long as Litecoin exists. Dogecoin exactly. will exist. Exactly, that's huge. Uh, you could you could argue that same point for a number of other coins as well. That as long as there's two nodes on the network, that they're never going to go 98%, away. No, but still, but the mining, but the mining, you know, Doge actually mining is, is very much mining is a big invention. Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying there, but there's also, um. There's probably, I don't know, at least at least eight or ten other merge mine coins along with Dogecoin and Litecoin, but nobody knows about them because they've just fallen off the radar. Like Maybe Doge they don't have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. But I, I, I was thinking maybe in the future, more projects are are, are going to come into Litecoin because it's doable. Like, you can yeah, you be, brought, you you can brought be alive. That. Yeah, you yeah, brought that up a while ago, wrong. like as a way to almost save a coin. Yeah. Like if something, I forget which coin you were you were talking about something. I think um, they were, like, the Cardano community was talking about getting into the Litecoin network, something like that. Something was going on. Vel- the Velvet Fork. <laughs> something That's, that sounds like a sales pitch. Because. <laughs> I believe it's really expensive to have a network running without decentralization. Like the mining, it's, it's the invention of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, me. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Without mining, it's um, kind of pointless. It's useless. Yeah, it's pointless. Um, all right. I have two different I, directions. I, I want to take this, but I'm. I hope to, like I it was. It was more cheaper for for the people to mine, and everybody could mine and not pay a shit ton of money. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but wait. Yeah, we're not there yet. So we'll keep going. Yeah, you got anything else to add, Eric? I don't want to cut you off or. No, no. Go ahead. If if you want to spin this direction, go ahead and take it. Well, I you know all right, it's getting it's getting uh I don't know it's not too late. These sometimes go extremely late. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna do it this time. But I actually uh, had a I don't know which night it was. Granted, listen, I've been I had COVID, so I was sleeping all sorts of different times. But I woke up at like three fifteen in the morning a couple nights ago, and I was thinking about mining, 
this is how sad my life is, right? I wake up and I was like, something struck me as there should be a, um, I don't know, a way of mining coins that isn't related to uh, computers. I was trying to think of different security models. Isn't related to mining equipment. So this is, we're going to take a left turn here because I, this is just me uh, in some, maybe some kind of fever dream here. So securing the network is like, um, obviously what mining is doing, you're validating blocks. But what I, what I was thinking in this weird moment, <laughs> and I actually tried to, I tried to record an audio. I tried to do like a voice memo because I woke up almost like a, a comedian with a joke and wanted to record it. And then something got goofed up in my audio. I tried to listen back. It was all fuzzy. But I feel like there's something wrong with the way mining is done with ASICs. I feel like there's that in the original design of crypto, Satoshi didn't intend for this to go the way it went, right? He wanted everybody to be able to mine with a CPU. And I feel like what's happened is um, a massive portion of the world essentially is out of the game. They can't participate in mining. They can't participate in, yeah, in uh, in any way. Like they, they don't have access to the machines. They don't have access to cheap electricity, they don't have access to an electrical grid that would actually support this. And I started thinking, like, that doesn't seem right. Like, it seems like there should be another way. Or, again, this is like brainstorming, right? Like, should there be a way that, should there be a chain that people can validate blocks or can they, quote unquote, mine by, um, I don't know, some sort of real work that they're doing? Or something that is different than the way we do it today. I just thrown this out there because there's nothing to talk about, and I thought this would be interesting. Um, well, if you example, let's say, because technically all you really need is to validate proof, right? So just, do validate what? Proof. Um. That's what the well, proof. Well, was my my thought was like can they perform some task? Cause here was something that I, I, I think that is wrong with uh, Bitcoin is that the reward, the block reward has been way too high, way too high too early on. And so oh, yeah. right now um, I did the math, like it's $50 million a day or something is what the block reward is. And there's only 200,000 transactions a day. So there's $250 per transaction. Which is clearly not in balance with what people are actually choosing to use Bitcoin for. Yeah, and, but... Go ahead. Sorry. But the thing is, you have to look at back then what it was. Right? 7 cents, 10 cents, 20 cents, 40 cents. You know what I mean? So as time goes on, as they do their halving, if you notice when there is the halving, it's like all the network, the miners, right? They're not stupid. Like there is some sort of organized, organized something. It's like it's like a silent code that everybody knows what it is, even though you don't know each other, right? So like 
yeah, okay, they were technically generating, I don't know if you meant 50 million coins or $50 million, maybe in today's price. But back then, you know, there's what I mean? 50, like, 50 million dollars today. There's 50 okay. million dollars in coins created every day on Bitcoin today. Today, okay, yeah, but back then, obviously, they were able to generate more coins, which that 50 million would have been, I don't know, probably uh, hundreds of millions or a billion. But I thought you were talking about 50 million back then. Sorry, I don't know. but either way. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll digress because I thought you meant like back. back. Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying there's obviously um, there's an imbalance there, and that the incentive to mine in this uh, hyper mining way, right, with these ASICs. If you've ever owned an ASIC, you know what I'm talking about. Um, to chase, I don't know, speculation. You're not. You're not actually doing anything like if we were to talk about a free market right you're not actually providing a value that the free market is desiring i'm just you know this was just a brainstorm i had <laughs> like literally you have to think of the beginning. I, was thinking, I was thinking the same the, the same thing too i was like where, where is the the technology the development on on, on the mining aspect because okay, the uses and stuff and everything is good, but the mining aspect, nobody's investing. It's only like Bitmain, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So when there's something like that that's obvious, um, as this doesn't make sense, you feel like, well, this has got to stop at some point. If it doesn't make sense. At some point, it's going to wake up to this, right? We won't be alive. There's still plenty of years for for Bitcoin to be mined, even Litecoin. Where we're like, the way that it's set up, like there's plenty of time. Yeah, level one. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you got to make sure that those miners are there to secure the network. The miners are not there to secure the network. And if there's no incentive to keep the network going, then what do you think? Are the fees going to be so, uh, good enough for the miners to be happy? You know what I mean? Like, that's the only thing. And then not only that, like, they have equipment that they have to spend money to keep them running. And if they're only good to run for Bitcoin, what are they going to do? They're going to unplug because it's not worth it to run? They're going to sell them? Or well, what maybe. Are they gonna, you know? Well, that's, that's going to happen, gonna happen that's, at some point. That's, that's some point of bear market, that's always happening. Yeah, but, yeah, but the markets, I mean, it's... Yeah, it has something to do with it, but I mean, like, this is fine. What I mean, like, there's no incentive to mine. Why the hell are you going to pay, uh, you know, I don't know, some countries is probably 40 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month to run uh, to run miner. Just one machine plugged in twenty four seven a day, right? It's like, you know, the incentive got to be good, right? But I mean, at the end of the day, it is the network that that has to be. Yeah, it's bigger, bigger is better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like to to your idea of having a coin that you know 
quicker, this, that, and all that. I mean, like I was saying, you know, like if, I don't know, let's say, I don't know, Apple, Samsung, you know, like let's say each device has a note, you know, doesn't consume a lot of power, just validates transactions and, you know, it can help whatever network, but let's say an office, you know, it's like, that all would incentivize, you know. All these gamers, if, if you, if you play in a 2021 game, like I was playing Assassin's Creed lately, and I was monitoring my uh, my graphic card, and it was through the roof. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was like crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably two dollars a month. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess exactly. what I'm wondering is there is there a, a better way to of mining besides just some electrical cost. Yeah, they have their algorithms already set up, right? Like, if you want to change an algorithm, you have to have everybody on board, right? So if you're going to yeah. try to change something to make something better, what are you going to tell the fucking guy who spent uh, all kinds of money, you know what I mean, to uh, participate in the network, to gain rewards? No, no, I'm not saying change Bitcoin or Litecoin. I'm saying could there be another coin that decides to come up that, um, I don't know, rewards some other type of behavior or something. I guess I just feel like we're, the thing I had in my head was something along, maybe it it is more about nodes and validating transactions, at least providing, I don't know, I don't know. Again, this was a brainstorm. I just felt like there's a massive part of the world that's completely blocked out from mining. You have to think of the structure. What structure do you want? So number one, it's got to be decentralized, right? Decentralization yes. helps make uh, networks secure. Now you have to have a form of blockchain, right? So well, my felt, my felt, my feeling was like almost like a flexible um, process where um, maybe the reward isn't fixed, like the amount of coins isn't fixed that come out. Maybe just only based on need. Are they actually produced, uh, yeah. or in demand, or how many are how many transactions are validated? That might determine the amount of coins that are added to the network, and maybe coins are reduced from the network at some point in time. And I don't know. I don't know. Again, it was I had a dream. I, I like I woke up out of a dream. Okay. <laughs> if you have something, can I have yeah. something from the mining part? Yeah. Because in my point of view, it's kind of lack of uh, microchip development and that's going to be huge in the next years that's why i'm optimistic about mining because that's all i think because some of like even uh, know you know what i mean like if you have randomization like true like the algorithm built in has randomization for node selection to validate transactions you know what I mean? Like that could help too to make something like a true randomization. Nobody has the upper hand. Doesn't matter how many nodes you have. Right. But randomization, but one hundred percent everybody could participate. So let's say there's a million transactions and there's fucking, I don't know, uh, five hundred thousand nodes. And the randomization of selection, right? to make sure people participate. It's not like you're going, running, and looking, and looking, and looking like a solo mine, right? You're looking,
looking and looking and looking. Yeah. If you produce that block, yeah, your reward is beautiful. But what? You're better off in a pool because you know you're always going to get rewarded, even though it won't be as much as if you find your own block, right? Right. Like, like, like it doesn't matter about your hash power. It's just a matter of like, just have a machine pointed towards it. Yeah. Like and, if you're solo, you get the block. If you're in a pool and the pool mines, I don't know, whatever, how many blocks, right? It's shared with the hash power. Yes. But it's still different devices, right? At the end of the day, it's not one device. So if you're, yeah. if you're, if you're bringing a hundred devices to the table, but there's already 1200 devices, yes, your hundred devices does help that pool and the hash power and you're going to get rewarded much better more consistently as if you were to be alone but if you're alone and you magically do find a block i don't know once every two months three months maybe then yeah for sure uh, you know but you're gonna bite your nails the whole time you're gonna keep looking fuck i didn't find the block fuck i didn't find the block fuck, fuck, fuck. you're gonna keep biting your nails yeah and i'm but, sure there's something to this that's that makes it susceptible to attack right that's why hash power was so important yeah 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 of course 100 percent. yeah to the original design is that you don't want to be able to be hackable yeah let me give you a good example because this technology everything that bitcoin is i'm saying bitcoin the rest that whatever derived from it whatever ideas got sparked from it whatever that's something else but bitcoin itself the technology was technically already out there, but not in one piece. There's a piece over here, a piece over there, SHA-256, this, that, you pieced it together, and you figured out one problem to make sure that there's no double spending, and boom, you figured out the problem, and bam, you made a beautiful product. But what I'm trying to say is, if you're aware of PGP email, right, they, the PGP has private key, public key, right? And when you're emailing each other, the public key is used for the message to get to the right person. But the private key is used in the message. But now, this is a centralized system because who the fuck has an incentive to decentralize that PGP email service when you're not getting paid for it? So that becomes centralized company charging people money for a service but the technology of it private key public key the message bitcoin private key public key coin the coin that you're sending whatever amount it is it's technically a message like the email so when i'm sending you an email that's encrypted and private right you get to read it i get to read it and nobody else so that's like the security part problem is the network when it's centralized if the spia wants to know what's going on all they got to do is go visit the company wherever the hell that server is set up in and bam now they have control of the network you understand but in bitcoin's case it's decentralized there's incentive the network is secure you can't do these kind of things you know what i mean like compromise the network by being able to try to read messages or try to this or try to that. There's none of that, right? Because it's decentralized. So, right. you know what I mean? If you understand, like, that's pretty much what it's doing, except you're transferring value, not an email. You know what I mean? Right, which is very important. And that's why sometimes I feel silly. I'll say, hey, does it need to be this 
it's too secure. Well, that, that sounds crazy to some people, but you know, um, I guess you'd rather be too secure than not secure enough. Right. Of course. Of course. Why would somebody invest in something that at any point in time, somebody could just snatch your shit? Yep. Nobody. I think, well, I think next week we're, I'm hoping that I really feel like Mimble Wimble is like, I think right around the corner. Like yeah, within, within days. Oh, days? Yeah. I'm curious. I would yeah. like to see it. I want to do it. I want to use it. That's a big boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think this might, I think that could be the, um, I don't know. I mean, it's so, it's so easy to get your hopes up sometimes, but. Uh, I think it's, it's the greatest thing after, after Bitcoin. If it brings privatization, privacy, then it brings fungibility. Right there. Scalability. And it's uh, and it's scalable. Second most used or whatever it is. Fuck, scalability, yeah. Uh, fuck, you have an upper hand. Like, why would you want to use anything else? You know what I mean? Like, good luck all you other privacy projects if it gets to that point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, what's the hell? Even me. I'm not going to be using all kinds of other shit. I'm going to just use that. You made it private now? It's private? I could use Litecoin in a private way? Fuck. Beautiful. You know? Yeah, yeah. I almost feel like it's... um, It's yeah, scalable. It, it's, it's a... Yeah, it's super it's a, important. It's super it is, important. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> As Fabio would say. I no, never had uh, any issues. Never nothing. Bitcoin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got all kinds of issues. How long is it taking? This and that, blah blah blah. This, this I can't I never. I can't believe that it's already there. Yeah, uh, I remember like two years ago, Charlie talking about it. I was like, "Yeah, that's bullshit," and it's, it's yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna help for sure. Yeah, but I, I don't think the, I don't think the pride is gonna follow the the, the same yeah, but... amount of. Litecoin is not manipulated. Litecoin is natural. Yes, yeah. it does move with Bitcoin as well as everything else, but it's all natural, right? Yeah. If you look at Ethereum, it's like, oh, what the fuck? It went from this price to this price. But the thing is that people are buying Ethereum in order to go get something else on their network with all these swaps and all these things, right? So if you're like, oh, shit, let me go get some Shiba. Oh, I don't have no Ethereum. Let me switch something for Ethereum. Oh, the price just went up a couple of bucks or a couple of hundred or whatever the hell it is, right? And then another guy comes, another guy comes, another guy comes. They got to start with this point in order to get to that point. Not every time, depends what you're using, but usually that's what happens. So you come by this one, raises the price. Mother of all scams. You know, like it's natural, but it's not. But it's yeah. natural. I mean, I think and that's, I think, the short-term nature where we're at. It's a very... It's very much a speculative market, and I'm not. I think it's. I felt like um, four years ago, five years ago, I thought, man, we're so early. We're so early, right? Ninety nine percent of people don't know what it is, and ninety percent of the people that do know what it is don't really know what it is. And um, I thought we'd be further along, but I don't think we're that much further along from there. Well, when. When they realize, because you feel it, I know you feel it, for sure you feel it. Me, I do my research. I don't like to share all kinds of whatever things, but whatever. But like, you know, you see it, you feel it, you use it, you know what's up. How the hell can, why 
are you gonna let somebody else tell you something when you know because you you know what I mean? You're doing it yourself. No, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying it's like like, these guys when they come in, right? Oh, here, let's let's start uh, fucking with Litecoin. You know what I mean? Like, okay, it's gonna get to the thousands, tens of thousands. Not yet, not not yet, yet, but it's gonna it's gonna get there. It's gonna feel fast, but it's it's gonna get there because that's what these people do, bro. Like, that's what they do. They just gotta be like, okay, let's find the next thing to. You know, because we're kind of limited over here right now. It's going to happen. Yeah, no, I'm not. And and it's not like I'm worried about it. I guess I'm just, what I'm saying is that I'm, I'm always, I'm always surprised at how, it's like, I have to remind myself how early we are. Oh, yeah. Actually, somebody's in this audience right now. I think my sister's in here. (laughs) Oh, and, uh, She's been um, she's been invested. She's bought and sold, and and uh, I think I brought her up in past episodes that she's never had a cold storage wallet, right? She's just had stuff on exchanges, and I would say that's the majority of people who get involved with cryptocurrencies. They don't they're not looking at it as anything beyond like a stock, and they're used to engaging with stocks by logging into an account, giving them a password, and that's just that's just normal, right? They don't even think that there's another option because that's how, that's how you engage with every financial instrument is you do it from a, through a third party. And so I think it's, it's foreign to people to do something different. And it's, and that's, I'm going to circle it back to this strike app and what Jack Mullers is doing. He's at least, breaking that barrier maybe a little bit i granted i know he's a third party but like it's raising the possibility of you can take possession of this yourself and it's gonna be he's doing it in a way that is gonna i think ultimately be a good thing right it's gonna ultimately change the way people see these what's that it's a win-win situation he wins everybody wins bitcoin wins you know yeah, and I, I guess I keep coming back to I just don't I don't get the sense from him, you know. And I you know I could be suspicious of him because his dad's like a futures trader or something on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and whatever. But uh, you know he doesn't come across to me as somebody who's trying to be manipulative or like pump the coin. Like somebody challenged him on price, and he was like, "Well, yeah, whatever." You know, it goes up and goes down. Yeah. These are markets. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? And that's the perfect response. Like, he knows this is these are all short-term noise. And he's got a, a vision and a mission for what he wants to do, and I think he's going about doing it. And uh, I just think that's – I just was – I don't know. I just saw something with him and was encouraged by what I saw. I mean, what is he, 30 years old, and he's, like, taking over the world, right? Yeah, but – Everybody who's participated already are going to benefit, right? That's the beautiful. Yeah, fair enough. But it, but 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 also the people that aren't participating today, if they the you know whatever, once they're on board, they're better oh, off yeah. than they were in their current system. I mean, dude, you're living in Canada. You're living in an awful system. 
Hey, hey man. Your, your money's going to be worse than anybody's coming up. Fuck, I forgot about that. Now you reminded me. Fuck. <laughs> fucking place. Yeah, I know, but what I'm Canucks. trying to say is, like, even what you're doing right now, right? What you're doing right now, having the conversation, doing what you're doing, like, that's up to you because, like, nobody could stop you from doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, you are, you're, that's the beauty part about this. Everybody that's participating, doesn't matter what project it is, doesn't matter. I'm talking good intentions. You understand? Like, good, like, I'm talking about the good heart. I'm not talking about the fuckers. I'm talking about good heart. Like you, you know, this, that. But, like, that's the beauty part about it is that you, there's nobody, there's no CEO. You understand? Everybody, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's. Well, like, and, and so what I mean, what I'm trying, to, do is I'm trying to say, like, when you recognize, and whether it's true or not, like, we can all be duped in a way. But what I'm trying to say is, like, I, I feel like I recognize that in him. Or when I see people out there and I go, you know what, that person, there's certain people you got to ultimately take a leap of faith with anybody because you don't know any of these people. Yeah, but and can you not do what he's doing? Can I do what Jack Mullers is doing right now? Not right now. Not like he's doing it. And can so I... 20% of what he's doing? No. What are you kidding me? Do you know who I am? I'm like just some dude. I'm sitting here on my couch. <laughs> I'm just saying like... Like, I'm doing what I can in my way. Of I'm course. doing what's what at the at my disposal, the best of my ability, is to try to bring, uh, what I see is and bring aware. bring a collective movement together, and that anybody who listens to what we've done every single week and says, "Hey, I kind of I vibe with whatever Litecoin Underground is saying." Um, yeah, I want to point them in the direction of people that I see as positive for this space, whether they're perfect or imperfect. And I think, like, I, and I'm going to say, I think Jack Mahler's ultimately, I don't talk about him much. I talk about Strike, and I think I've crapped on Strike Rap in the past. But, like, I'm just saying, like, an example. You want to throw a Litecoin event in yeah. your local area. And you yep. want to make your own stickers, and you want to make your own bumper stickers, and you want to make your own t-shirt, whatever it is, just to, you know, because usual events, they always have these kind of things. You can't, you know, can't leave empty-handed, right? But I'm just saying, if you wanted to decide to do such a thing, to bring awareness, whatever it is, bring education about uh, Litecoin or whatever, like, there's nobody stopping anybody from doing such a thing, right? Because right. if you're somebody that believes in something, right, anything, you know what I mean? Like, these are things that happen, right? But the beautiful part is, is that there's no gatekeeping when it comes to doing such Right. You know what I mean? You That's exactly what I'm trying the to point. Say? That's exactly yeah, the point. You can do your own. A, bar, a fucking street barbecue. Put some music. People, well, what's going on over here? They come over. Oh, it's a Litecoin party. What do you mean? Like, what is this? Place? And then, boom, everybody talks other and to each other this blah 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 boom 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 beautiful community yeah 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 cool you know like oh you know we just made more people aware of such a thing more you know you know what i mean like there's yeah yeah anybody's vision whatever they want to do to help they can because it does help 
Well, like here, like Clint. What? what Clint, can I ask Clint, something? Hey, hey, can I ask something? real quick. Like Clint Westwood's in the audience, right? And he speaks. He has a different. Uh, he's got a different delivery than I've got. Good, bad, and different, whatever. He speaks to a different audience than I speak to. Like we kind of have the same message, but we have a different message in a way. We're both gonna uh, cater to a different somebody. Like different people might find us interesting, and that's what you need, right? Because everybody's gonna take what they want out of these uh, protocols or whatever they see as valuable, and so somebody might look at it as, "Hey, save your value, right? Hold on to your value, fight inflation," and. That's why you hold these coins. That might be the message that person A takes away from it. Person B might take away from it. Uh, you know, Aaron Diaz was in here earlier. Cross-border payments, right? You want to get money from your family? He's down in Mexico. You want fa- money from your family up in the U.S.? Here's a great way to transmit value from A to B. Uh, I might be about the whole privacy, fight the government thing. And so everybody's going to latch onto their own part of this that they see as valuable um and like you said that's what makes it so cool there's no gatekeepers there's nobody to stop you from talking about it there's nobody that can like sue you for talking about litecoin or misrepresenting litecoin <laughs> you know you can just say whatever the fuck you want <laughs> and that's what's beautiful you know what i mean not just okay i'm gonna steal litecoin because of the litecoin space i love litecoin but just in general beautiful there's no time in history where people had freedom to choose to finance in a sense like forget the people getting fucked forget the people getting rich forget forget all that yeah just of what it does in a sense it is just beautiful like how can you not you know what i mean like and like you said not a lot of people are educated and know about it there's only like what maybe percent of the world that uses the shit. Um, you know what I mean? Like if you were educated on cash, you would understand that that is cash, right? Still better than what's in your account, but still, you know, like yeah, I think it's it's a beautiful idea that needs to be just I I don't know, just, just use the shit, right? <laughs> People just gotta yeah. use the shit. Hey Fabio, I think this is tough. So I'm gonna be the guy. I can't hear you. Oh hang on. Can you hear me? Yeah. Now, Tux, I went to his account, and I think this is him because I think he got uh, something weird happened. I actually took a screenshot of your account. Is this you, Tux? Let's see. Is this you, bud? Oh, got to unmute. Maybe he can't talk. I don't know. Yo, it always yeah. takes like 30 seconds for my shit to connect. I, I got GG <laughs> no, by I, Twitter, I, motherfucker. I, I messaged you on Signal. I got fucking banned. I changed, I changed, but I also changed phones, so I lost a book. I'm, I'm in the middle of you know transition myself. But I took a screenshot because I went to your screen that said, Caution, this account is temporarily restricted. You're seeing this warning because there's been some unusual activity from this account. Yeah. Do you I, still want to view it? <laughs> I called the Australian government retarded one too many fucking times. 
they got me. Wow, I'm waiting for me to get fucked, my friend. Yeah, you're gonna get fucked, man. They're gonna go hard on you. Oh yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, bro, they're coming for everybody. I always told my parents, if I'm going to die, it's going to be from the government. <laughs> yeah, probably, man. If we don't hear from you again, that's the assumption. Yeah, so you were gone last week, so what happened? You got you, uh, Devastated. You got banned? Uh, yeah, it's a, they, they said it's a temporary disable and to follow their support ticket process, but they just haven't gotten back to me. I followed up twice, and they just won't fucking reply. It sucks. What do you do? You reach out. You, you... Well, how does a... What's an email from an Australian, like a customer service? Like, is it like real casual? It's, uh, it <laughs> you know, starts like this. Is, uh, do you guys, do you guys say good day? No, nah, we like at the beginning of your emails. It starts are with a, like, instead of hello or good morning. Are you like, good day? Nah. <laughs> hey, cunt. <laughs> hey, cunt. That's how it what? happens. Yeah. We say cunt <laughs> a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad word over here. So we're like, hey, cunt, uh, fucking fix me a count. Eh? That's pretty much it. <laughs> you're so polite yeah nah do you have any rule today? any what any rule rule yeah the fuck is that dude oh you sure you're Australian rule oh kangaroos damn dude uh, I don't get asked that every single day um yeah man. always having a rule burger I've eaten it. It's fucking delicious. It's a lot of protein, too. It's real good. I heard if you don't eat them, they punch you in the face. Nah. That's pretty rare. Like, those videos are, you know, they, that that doesn't really happen. They're pretty timid, man. They're pretty timid. Um, a lot of them get run over because they're just fucking idiots. Like, they don't have fear of cars and trucks. So if you go on a road trip, you see a dead one, like, every 10 minutes. How big is a kangaroo? They can get pretty big, man. Like a good six feet tall. And they're fucking jacked sometimes. But I mean, is it like a... Like, is it the size of a big man? 250, 300? Or is it like six, 800 pounds? They can... Yeah, they can get to... I don't know, pounds, man. But like, yeah, they can get to bigger than a tall man. Bigger than a big man. Yes, they can. Yeah. So, damn, I don't know kilos. It's, Fabio, you know kilos and pounds. You're Canadian. Like 150 oh, kilos is possible. 150 kilo would be like 300 pounds, maybe 280. Oh, so like they're like legit. Oh, like uh, kangaroo boxing would be like a legit, real thing. You like a man could take down a kangaroo. Yeah, but here's the thing. He had to. That here's the thing, right? They their their feet. <laughs> Their feet, they can literally rip you up. Like, if, if you piss them off, they could kick and just rip your entire stomach and chest open. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to try. <laughs> and they just run wild, right? They're just in the wild everywhere. Uh, you come outside, there could be one in your yard, right? They're, nah, bro, not really. Like, we, it's normal over here. Like, we have, you know, suburbs and towns and shit like that. But, yeah, if you go out into the bush a bit, definitely. In the hills and shit, definitely. But they're, uh, they're herbivores. I always say they'd be the most terrifying fucking animal on the planet if they were carnivores. Why don't you go round some up and put them in their yard? <laughs> you know what I mean? Let the kangaroo free the country. <laughs> they're, um, they look, they look, they're like in the face, they look like camels though, right? Kinda, I guess you could say, but pewter, kind of. 
we got wallabies too, which are just like smaller versions of kangaroos, basically. They're pretty cool. Um, but, what, a weird, what a weird animal. Yeah. If you want to see a weird animal, look at the fucking platypus or the echidna. We got those. Um, crazy thing about kangaroos, though, is that they got to wear masks at all times and be triple vaccinated. <laughs> You know bullshit. what? Bring go round them up and bring them to a protest. Like, yeah. The cops have trying to handle that. If I could train kangaroos, I'd raise an army to just fuck our police up. <laughs> you think they'd be able to kick them through their fucking vest? Wait, I got banned for saying shit like this. I'm just kidding, Twitter. Damn. Yeah, but you wrote fuck the government, or you said it. Huh? Baby, you need a new microphone or something, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, like you're I'm, using... A... I'm using these earphones. Who's speakerphone? That shit's trash, Fabio. Yeah. See, your speakerphone's <laughs> awful, too. You know, you should probably just not talk anymore. <laughs> what? You've talked a lot. Let's be honest. Well, I don't know. I'm just... I'm just the fuck. No, I don't. That's all right. It's Canadian service. Hey, Jay from the Litecoin Foundation is here. Jay, were you uh, listening to the gaming thing earlier? I kind of want to get his feedback. I thought, I don't know. I didn't, I felt like, um, I don't know. I have a hard time talking that language and I'm still I'm not 100% sure where like it's just a marketing thing for Litecoin right Jay like it's exposure which I really appreciate what you're trying to do hey guys you're still talking I'm impressed hey. oh my god dude you haven't been around I normally am here till like 2 in the morning 3 in the morning I've been on uh phone calls for the last three hours doing Litecoin shit, so. You weren't doing, like, damage control from our conversation? <clears throat> yeah, Twitter was going to ban all you guys, and I, I saved your asses. <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> thank you, babe. Uh, thank you. There's, thank uh, you. You left me to rock, motherfucker. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, last week, I was, like, I was genuinely worried about you, Tux, because, uh, there was something that came down. Some like you guys had some sort of edict in Australia. I swear to God, there was some sort of some... law that happened, and I was like, and then all of a sudden you were gone, and I hadn't talked to you, and I was like, oh shit, maybe Tux got caught up, and he's like in a con- uh, concentration camp. <laughs> Bro, I, I'm honestly fucking scared of that happening. Hey, like, not even kidding. Like, it, it looks like they could take it there, but it also looks like there's just enough actual information coming out that will just make them chill out a little bit our leader told our state leaders to just fuck off a little bit but i don't think they're listening so we'll see but yeah i could get gg'd any day now okay (laughs) maybe they're full no (laughs) yeah some places they're filled up um like top of the country is looking pretty scary there house and just uh keep to yourself and 
Well, I do that, but I, I go for like, you know, I go for a run and shit like that. But uh, yeah, it's pretty much what I'm doing, man. Like I'm just trying to earn crypto and shit at the moment too, because I can't fucking work. Because everywhere that hires requires a double or triple jab. And then over here, we have to get it every four months now. It's fucking disgusting. Like your shit expires every four months. So you have to keep getting another shot. Really? Did I tell you? Yeah. I got, I got it last week. Oh, congrats, man. Which one? No, COVID. I got COVID. Yeah, which strain? Which strain? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh. That was something that was weird to me. Like, I remember when this all first started, I said to my wife, because they were talking about the numbers, and I was, like, comparing it to the flu. And I said, well, who even gets the flu? Who even who even reports the flu? Like, you get the flu, you just stay home and Facts. have the flu, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what happened, right? I got COVID, and I didn't go to the doctor and report it i just took a at-home test and i got it okay i just stayed home and then my family got it so there's uh five cases within inside my household and we didn't report any of them so like nobody it's not an official number which makes me think how many people have done what i just did and the number let's say there's whatever 30 million cases in the u.s could there be 60 million which means yeah if that's the denominator it means your hospitalization rate is even lower your death rate's even lower for how many people just don't even bother to report it you know that's so true over here we're actually obsessed with testing um i don't know if you know this but if you run the test cycle over and over and over you will eventually get a positive result and right. there's an incentive here with our hospitals to do that um, because they get money for each time that happens so they're doing this to people that come in dead from other causes and it's it's super fucked up man like i really hate it to be honest um but we're obsessed with testing here like it, it's insane like people i know uh they just they just do it all the time they get a little tickle in their throat it's nothing serious but they want to do a test I will say something um, in in general about a lot of this, this kind of period of of human existence, I guess I'll call it. Um, And particular people in crypto, um, you know, there's a, there's a genuine psychology behind people in crypto that have, I I would say a, a great percentage of people got into crypto because they have distrust of government and i'm not i'm not saying which governments are right which governments wrong because they're all right and they're all wrong at the same time depends which day you look at them um but i've noticed that there is a susceptibility and i think everyone would agree with me for particularly people in crypto um to buy into uh, the misinformation compound and obviously you know it's good to question everything and 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 relate to it but i I do like to tell people um you know i i manage through the some of the things i do there's there's tens maybe a hundred people different people that you know i am actively engaged in and I would say currently, out of the ones that I've talked to, which is probably about 20 in the last week, 
at least half of them have had uh, the plague. You know, as as you said, you know, which form did you get? Which variant? Um, and, and I I try to you know engage and talk to all these people about what's going on with with their life. Um, and I just wanted to you know kind of reiterate that we as sort of the the, the I don't want to I don't want to say the the heightened people in crypto, but when you look at something in crypto, you evaluate it from a lot of different standpoints. Um, and I, I think I, I think there's there's definitely a clear divide with people in crypto sharing misinformation and a lot of a lot of people that really know how to look at crypto and study crypto and understanding what to question and what not to question. Jay, what plague are you talking about? You said plague. (laughs) It's not a fucking plague, dude. A plague is a bacterial disease. This is a virus. It's a fucking flu. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a moniker as a, as a kind of a, a, a a pun on, on, uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. No, no. I call it. I also call it the zombie apocalypse. The apocalypse. <laughs> the, uh, so well, it's a, it's a, it's I a, like that. It's a. Um, I don't know. We're <clears throat> we're all recognizing we're in a very strange time within the news media, and many people are continuing every day, opening up to seeing what it is that they're being fed, right? And so whether it has to do with COVID or it has to do with their money or it has to do with, um, I don't know, the education system or whatever it is, you know, it's just day by day people are seeing that what they're being told is not the truth. And, you know, well, this almost brings you, man, <laughs> I didn't think I wanted to talk about this. But maybe I will because we have we are not talking about much and um, why the heck not? So <clears throat> I was thinking about this recently. Like you know, I I enjoy this channel and Grand is just getting started, and um, I would love to do things not only crypto related but outside of crypto. And one thing that's definitely struck me lately is uh, just the amount of um, untruth that exists, right? The lack of truth we have and the things that we read. And as I even tell my wife this week, like people can't even trust what they see, right? Like I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not in the dating scene or anything, but I can't even imagine kids growing up that everything they see is distorted. Pictures are, have, go through filters and, um, their news, everything they read is filtered. Everything is distorted or manipulated and changed in some way. And this, again, this has nothing to do with crypto. This is just people to people talk here. But what, is, what effect is that having on people? Like, yeah, can you imagine not having real, real relationships? All your relationships are digital. Yeah, and what is that doing? It's huge. Social media in general, 
um, you know, you, you see in smaller countries like Myanmar, they've had uprisings because of interactions on Facebook with misinformation. Um, and I, I believe, you know, being in cyber, you know, with a, a, a big toe in cybersecurity, I see a lot of uh, the reports and things that go on in the background of cybersecurity. And it's, it's very disturbing how gullible people are. Uh, Elon tweeted something very interesting the other day. Uh, if you look at his Twitter feed, there was a big, huge picture and it was all different things that human beings experience. Um, and one of them was, and I forget, you know, I forget the name of it, the scientific name of it, but one of them was that people are very likely to believe something on a topic when it's the first opinion that they've seen. So the sky is blue, you know, and people will say, well, pretty much stick to that opinion for the rest of their lives. Um, and it's very hard to dissuade them from changing their opinion on whatever it is that they've seen for that first time. And I think that is a huge problem that exists uh, right now in every walk of life and particularly with social media. Yeah, I would agree. Well, you know, and like everything else, there's, there's truth is not a, <laughs> a singular thing, you know, it's a multi depth uh, solution to everything. You know, there's, there's, there's not just one answer to everything. There's not just, there's context to everything that you say. And the more color and the more depth you add to it, the more reality you have. And, um, people don't have time to process that. They don't have the ability to process that. And so it's easy. It's easy to take the convenient answer. And uh, I don't know. It just, it just, um, it's something that, you know, I have younger kids and I think a lot about what, what is the world that's presented to them? And they don't, they don't have any context, right? Like, yeah, I'm 42. And so I grew up without the internet. I grew up without these things. And so I have context. I have a way to root myself in something that they can't. They don't have, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It was just something I was thinking about. And it's just, I don't know why we came down this road, but. What do you, you want to know what the scary shit is for the future? Well, yeah. And, and, and what are we doing? Right. What's ultimately, and I, and I think, and I know it doesn't sound crypto related, but I know that what crypto provides is truth and money, which seems like, okay, money, is that really all that important? Yeah, it, it is. Um, and that's what I hope that we get beyond at some point beyond the money aspect of it and that these the internet protocols the crypto protocols will provide truth beyond just the money that solves part of the problem but uh, the truth in I don't know truth in everything you see truth is what we all want to seek and maybe that's almost feeling religious but go ahead Jay I'm sorry I jumped in on top of you no, no worries at all. I'm, I'm listening to you. Um, I mean, I, I can 
I can clue you on things that, you know, they're going to be the next, you know, the next things in the news when it comes to the scary, scary, you know, internet world, um, you know, synthetic identity fraud, um, the idea of, uh, of, you know, deep fakes, which you all probably all know about, but, but deep fakes in relation to, um, identity. So imagine, you know, a lot of us use very, uh, somewhat anonymous names when, when we're on Twitter because plagued here with all kinds of people, but, um, the idea of, uh, identity and, and deep fakes and, um, uh, cybersecurity issues within uh, you as a person. So, you know, obviously we've heard of identity theft. We've heard of deep fakes, but imagine, you know, people targeting someone like your, your, your father or your mother and who doesn't have as much knowledge on the internet and they're pretending to be that person in this digital space and they're opening bank accounts and, you know, building up credit and, and doing all these kind of things. And then some way down the line, they just cut and run. And then it's all tied to that person that never knew. It's, it's crazy what the, the kind of things that are happening in the future. But I'm, I'm not going to be on for very long, so I wanted to jump on and see if you had any Litecoin-y questions that you uh, you might have had this evening. And if I can help, I can help. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have any had news any. on the El Salvador trip. Hi, by the way. Uh, yeah, Alan did a whole thing about it. It was pretty cool. Hold on, watching Jay, video. Jay, 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 Jay. Before you say that, because you, that's the response you gave me. Is it the giant kid videos that you mean? No, this is late. No, it, it, it's not recorded. Don't worry about it. <laughs> is, that what you, is that what you're talking about? Which? The giant Kim video where Alan was basically blanked out, right? Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, that's the running joke, yeah. Okay, okay, but that's not a joke, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is people's... That was funny, though, that was funny. I Don't know, worry. I know, but I'm saying, like, a joke. This is, people are invested in this, right? Like, Oh, come on. I know, I know, I thought it was funny. I'm just saying, like, that can't I be laughed. the response. I laughed, I was like, yeah, that's smart. <laughs> that can't be the response Good we job. give people. But either way, so... What was going on? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Who should we ask? Who's okay? The guy from Casa app was there, right? Uh, yeah he he was he was on the plane. Um, it, you know, there's. I would I, I would I would think. Every single market on Earth is a potential market for Litecoin. I don't know if you've noticed, but we've 
we've been, you know, actively considering, you know, the major continents, which are mostly developing, developing nations in those continents. Um, there's other, you know, there's other cryptocurrency type initiatives that are being taken in those continents as well. Uh, a lot of news has come out about that. Um, but, you know, we've, it's a, it's a big world. The U.S. market is really the biggest market for cryptocurrency on earth. But everywhere else is potential expansion. Um, so the adoption and knowledge and ease of communication in the United States market, it's really, it's really pretty simple to to kind of grow awareness in places that are needed you know where where cryptocurrency is is almost life or death if you look at um you know we've had there's a lot of discussions in africa right now and how africa does payments if you look at how they do payments they do a lot of text messaging um the telecoms really control how those text messages work um, their, their, their banking and, and payments initiatives through text messaging, like taking a taxi. Um, so they're, they're very well acquainted with a, a digital economy and certain territories in Africa are really converting to that. South, South America, um, you guys are all very acquainted with what's going on in El Salvador. Um, you know, probably it's fallen off your radar, but Venezuela had, you know, a massive uprising people's Venezuelan dinars were worth nothing. Um, couldn't buy a loaf of bread and people were starting to mine cryptocurrencies and those cryptocurrencies became a lifeblood to buy food. And then the government banned mining of cryptocurrencies. So, you know, I, I know I'm not answering your El Salvador question, but I am answering a much, much larger question that you should no, be considering. This is, this is even better. I was just joking around. I'm, seriously, like, but this is a way better answer. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it is, honestly, if one individual tiny little populated country suddenly does Bitcoin or Litecoin or whatever, it's really not, it's just a blip. Yeah. But I if agree. an entire continent develops and moves into an initiative and, you know, there, there are major, um, you know, there's nobody from dog coin meme thing looking to yeah. move into these markets. This is the kind of planning that it takes, um, you know, someone that went to MIT that worked for Google, that helped design and, and launch Coinbase, and then invented and it, probably the fairest launch cryptocurrency ever created. <clears throat> this is the kind of shit that this guy thinks of. And uh, so I, I wouldn't be asking what, what's happening in El Salvador. I'm asking what's happening globally, particularly in developing countries. Okay. I get it, Jay. I get it, So, Jay. so my, my, my question exactly, like, is Litecoin in the mix? Oh, absolutely. Um, 
you know, I don't know if you saw David's tweet that went out uh, probably when you guys were on this podcast, but, you know, some 44 billion moved today on Litecoin. Um, That's good. Million. I mean, it was a lot billion? of zeros. I, you know, I'm not looking at it right now, but it looked like, <laughs> look, man, it was a lot of freaking zeros. You should look at, 40 million, I re, you know, Foundation retweeted it. I think it's the most recent tweet on the Foundation. Uh, it, it's, a, <clears throat> it's a different number. You know, we're the last couple of days, uh, the majority of days of this year, I've been looking at the amount of uh, on-chain activity that Litecoin has been doing. And it's the third, you know, on most given days, it's the third most active blockchain. So it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. And then everybody else changes places all the time. Who wants, who's going to be my uh, newsman? Did you see my post this week? Oh yeah, definitely saw that. And you had some you had some good suggestions there too. I thought Lighthouse Lighthouse should be the one, I think. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't know, Fabio. Uh it's okay. I don't I I'm, I'm trying not to come on these things, you know. Yeah, you're a little you're a little counterculture. You're too counterculture yeah. for that. Hey Jay, question for you. Sure. Okay, um, because me and the uh, Banglamas, Banglamas, uh, we had a little like yeah. you know like you like you got mad at me, but whatever. What? Um, no. What? No, oh, I missed like, it. Damn. Yeah, no, you no, got no. you got mad at me, but whatever. But Jay, um, I'm so sorry what... if I if I sound that way. I'm so sorry, man. Oh, it's okay. Really? It's okay. I'm not mad at you. I don't hate you. I love you. You know. I love uh, you too. I love you too. <laughs> okay, so Jay, just because like I don't go that far with the the mining stuff with the doge or the lightning stuff like that you know but when you order an asic miner and you order one that says it's just for dogecoin and then you order one that says just for litecoin like the let's say an l7 that's made for doge it's made for doge technically right um it's it should be a script miner right I haven't bought an L7. I have an L3. I had 30 L3 pluses at one point. Um, and they can they can mine a whole bunch of different script uh, currencies. Okay, but if you dedicate it to Doge, then it's technically only doing the Doge, right? Yeah, if you have a miner, you, you, know, you basically check it on the internet and you tell it what to do. And you can tell it to mine, you know, there was some real strange ones there for Gildan. I think there these ones are all dead, but there were some really strange uh, script ones that used to float around. And some sometimes you can also tell it to mine the most profitable as well. Okay, so they could do both. Well, well I think when you when you mine Litecoin, you're also <clears throat> Doge. So it would be, why would you exclude Litecoin? So there, there is, there's a, um, uh, the guy that you just mentioned, I forgot his Twitter handle, um, Al AI, uh, he, Al Whitehouse. he wrote, no, um, uh, Lighthouse. Yeah. Lighthouse. You're right. 
so Lighthouse wrote uh, an article about merge mining. And so I'd, I'd go look at that because a lot of miners mine Litecoin and Doge together in a merge mining fashion. I've never done it personally, um, but it's very popular and apparently very profitable to have them mine together. Um, obviously, profitability changes, so don't hold me to that. But, um, you know, essentially you're mining Litecoin and you're kind of getting Doge with it because you're processing extra Doge while uh, you're mining it. So it, it kind of, I'm not quite sure technically how it works. Okay, okay. Makes sense. So you direct it to mine what you decide. You could do the merge, you could do the you could do the doge, you could do the Litecoin. It's what you decide, right? The machine pretty much if it's a script miner, you well, dedicate to what you want, right? So there are different pools, mining pools, and it's it's to your advantage to be part of a mining pool. Um but yes, you can choose to one day mine this way, another day mine that. Um you can there's different pools that allow you to have an auto select where it selects what to mine which is most profitable for that given period of time um the problem is you get a lot of you know somebody makes a big transaction on some obscure script coin that you've never heard of and then suddenly you have all these coins um some pools auto accumulate everything and then just pay you automatically when you want to in whatever currency you want. Um, so you could say mine everything most profitable. And then sometimes the pool will allow you to say, but I just want to be paid in Litecoin uh, every day or every week. Um, so there's, there's a lot of different options out there to select. If you get an L7, you're going to be very happy because that thing is a train and it's, it, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's 20 times more powerful than my L3 plus and my L3 plus is 504 mega hashes a second or something like that. Yeah, but that's the thing though. But if you're doing the merge, you have to add your Dogecoin wallet and your Litecoin wallet, right? Well, if you join a pool, it, it, it kind of collects it for you. And that's if you, solve a block or you're part of a team that solves a block then you share in the block reward yeah that i understand but i mean let, let's just say in a solo can app I, if can you I, do a can merge, I try to add it better like my, it my our, our, our conversation was about networks right how yeah, they are like, protected yeah that too but i mean like if i did a merge mining no mining pool if I set up the machine to merge, then I would have to put two. I would have to put a Litecoin address to receive Litecoin, and I would have to put a Dogecoin address to receive Dogecoin, depending on what it's doing. Right? It's not really to your advantage to 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 do anything like off the grid. You're going to want to be part of a pool because the real the real money in in mining is is solving the block and if you're part of a pool, the likelihood that your pool solves the block goes up and then you share in the block reward. And if, Fabio. It's, I, I know, I know mining is, is kind of complicated, but it's, uh, 
it's definitely something to, to learn about uh, proof of work mining. It's just, it's, it's beautiful the way that somebody beautiful. invented this. Well, yeah. Satoshi invented it. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's just the, I understand all that, but what I'm Tux, trying Tux to say. Tux is state... about to break it down for you. Tux is about to break it down. Go ahead, Tux. Jesus Christ. I'm not, but uh... <laughs> no, do you have an ASIC? Do you have an ASIC, Fabio? What I was... Or are you looking to get one? No, 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 no. What I... Because I was trying to just determine to be clear that if I were to have an L7, and I were to solo mine. I know it's better in a pool, but let's just say okay. I'm solo mining. And let's say the only way to participate with Litecoin and Dogecoin at the same time is to merge mine. And technically, I would have to put a Litecoin wallet, right, my address, and I would have to put a Dogecoin address. Now, by doing that, it doesn't, like, it's doing the job for the network, but it's not like the network is together. Right? Like the network, Dogecoin network and Litecoin network is not together. The the algorithmic script solving, which is what mining processes, mm -hmm. they're on the same algorithm, yes. But it's two different chains. Yeah, I mean, there there are different, you know, there's there's lots of different. So the question is, script, scripts, uh, algorithm, tokens. So my question is, if you want to attack Doge, who are you attacking? You mean like a fifty-one percent attack? Yeah. Um. Well, you're you're attacking the Doge network. So if you do a fifty-one percent attack, it's it's actually really pretty expensive. Uh, it's it's cheaper to it's it's actually cheaper to do a Doge attack than it is to do a Litecoin attack. It's really expensive to try and because yeah. Yeah. there's script dominancy for for Litecoin, and then uh, you know, some of these tokens like. Uh, I don't. I don't want to name names, but some of these meme tokens, it's it's actually quite inexpensive to do a fifty-one percent attack on them. You know, it's something like I'm throwing shit numbers out, but you know, it's something like thirty thousand dollars an hour to fifty-one percent attack Doge. It might be three hundred thousand dollars now, but it was something weird like that. So it, 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 in 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 my understanding was that it was protected by by the Litecoin network. That's why. Yeah, because like, because Litecoin Litecoin and Doge has has adopted this merge mining. If you read in you read that that uh, that paper that Lighthouse wrote, um, you can learn about the history of of how this came about merge mining. But that was a long time ago, you know, a few years ago where Doge was susceptible to a security risk, to a 51% attack. And Charlie said, hey, guys, you know, you should really know about this because if this happens, it's, it's not good. And so allowing Litecoin to kind of be merge mined with, with Doge uh, protects Doge and allowed it to grow 
into a much more market cap sized uh, token. Yeah. Okay. I think I think we've probably beat this thing to death. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, I, I don't. I I really I feel like if uh, I feel like if if Charlie ever came in here, I'd want more clarity on it. But until then, I don't. I don't think any of us understand it enough, and it's a very weird. Um, it's almost like a, again, it's like this brainstorm thing. You can't possibly comprehend what's going on. They're it's, they're mined together, and they are they are, they're essentially tied to the hip. Uh, you can't atta- I, you can't attack Dogecoin without attacking Litecoin. You can't no, take Litecoin without not, attaching Dogecoin. That's not that's not entirely true, but um, it definitely it definitely protects uh, a large portion of that that those people that are merge mining, which is obviously more profitable. Um, like you'd have to, okay, Jay, to to uh, attack Dogecoin, you'd have to come up with enough equipment that doesn't exist on earth, frankly, right? You'd have to come up with uh, script mining equipment to attack both chains. And it, that the equipment doesn't exist. So it doesn't matter which, whichever one you want to attack, you're not going to be able to attack it for now. Yeah. Yeah. For now, there's just, there's not, a, there's not even equipment on, the planet that's been invented like i mean there's there's a the equipment that has been invented is directed at mining both together in you know good-natured people mining both chains and that's what's going to secure the network so i don't think there's even any chance either of them will be attacked in any way no no chains have been attacked like frankly, sure they have. I think well, ESV um, has been attacked, but like Bitcoin Cash hasn't been attacked, and that's at like less than one percent of Bitcoin hash rate right now, right on SHA. There was a there was a really cool uh, report that somebody did where they broke down the actual costs of how much it would cost to fifty. Well, right, I get that. A lot of these. I, I get that, but it's not happening. Like that sounds yeah, like a very it sounds like a very <laughs> hypothetical situation because if it were that easy or if it were beneficial to anybody to do it, it would be happening and it's not happening. And you're and you're absolutely right. I'm thinking hypothetical. Like when you're looking after a net, you know a, a large network, you have to think of every scenario that's out there. If you're an individual, nobody's ever going to be able to do that. But if you're a uh, a Bitcoin mining pool based in China that has built up, you know, operations in multiple cities and you're, you know, you're, you have, you know, 60,000 L7s running, which nobody does. Um, but you had, you know, the equivalent of massive computers mining, uh, let's say yeah let's say bsv and bitcoin cash then theoretically that centralized mining operation in china that's mining bitcoin cash 
could theoretically direct all of their power towards trying to do a 51% attack against Bitcoin Cash. So right. it's definitely scale. The other thing is to consider, which is a question I, think I get I was, a lot. I think I was wrong on some some part. I think I think you got it right. An- another thing Sorry, to consider you. is is quantum computing in the future, and the idea that you know a quantum computer is so freaking smart and powerful and can do so many transactions per second that that could be a security risk against uh, certain smaller tokens or maybe Bitcoin, you know, but my, my question is, is like, if somebody has built a super quantum computer that costs, you know, $10 million, uh, I think current estimates for a quantum uh, computer from IBM is around $10 million. They're not going to be doing shit like this. They're going to be trying to, you know, they're going to buy that and try and process uh, you know, the answers for why, you know, the universe is 14 point whatever billion years old. So uh, there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of reasons why this kind of stuff isn't happening to larger cryptos because no, those people that could have that kind of power, they're, they're not motivated to do, something that's going to land them in jail that when they can go and use that power to do something that will motivate them to get more money and not go in jail. All right. Have we left this topic finally? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Okay. I, I got like one, you, one more like hour. I got to call it. What are you, you're calling it? Well, yeah, okay. Maggie, you got one more question on you. Any anything that came up recently? I know you got gaming to death, so you know all about that. What uh, about for the foundation? Yeah, or for you know, um, I uh, frankly, I I know that like Mimble Wimble is right around the corner. When um, here's what I want to know is when. Mimble Wimble finally gets, it's going to go through its phase, right? It's got to uh, probably come from Litecoin Core first. When will it be available on uh, Light Wallet? Um, that is a good question. So uh, I actually, I, I, I dare actually just ask to that. Um, I'm going to challenge just... you. Hang on. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to. I'm gonna tell Cake Wallet. I want Cake Wallet to beat you to it. So I'm gonna race you and Cake Wallet against each other. They probably will. Oh, that would be great. I hope everybody does it before us. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I hope everybody. I mean, this takes is, the code. this is this literally is a thing that I think Bagomas gets it too, and Fabio. Gets it. I'm I'm geeked out about it. Like I really think. Mimble Wimble is this game changer. Like this is a huge, not not even just like a Litecoin thing, that people can transact privately on a coin that is available worldwide is incredibly liquid, and 
you can like if you can get the light wallet where I can download on my phone light wallet as a non-custodial wallet in exchange with other people privately dude this is like ridiculous <laughs> you know what I'm saying we're talking yeah. about like next level stuff and 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 that's that's just kind of the the icing on the cake i mean the cake itself is fungibility scalability um and 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 honestly like security so there are there are so many positives to this that are we probably even haven't really explained or or thought about as it goes on you know right now I can go and I can pay in cash somewhere and, you know, nobody's going to really know that I made that transaction. Um, so it's, it's nothing, it's nothing new. However, imagine, you know, we go into the future and I don't think this is stuff we're going to have to worry about in the Western world, but a place like Venezuela where the government has suddenly decided, no, everyone, you use crypto and I will put you in prison. Um, this is suddenly this gift to the world to say, look, we spent years making this so that people can transact and not have repercussions. Or the idea that uh, of tainted money. So if you know, there's a common, you know, general knowledge thing that uh, almost every $20 bill in circulation in the United States has cocaine on it. Um, it's the same with crypto. We've transacted crypto in different ways and there's a blockchain of evidence leading back to something that may be questioned by an authority or by a government or be traced from that transaction to you. And the idea of, of saying, okay, I can, I can take money and then I can take it in a way that it's like fresh money again on the, on the blockchain. Um, there's a lot of us that have, uh, you know, a, a Litecoin block, which is currently 12.5 Litecoin. And it's, it's freshly mined. It's minted. There's no previous transaction history on it and like i don't even want to use it because it's it's like pure so yeah um mweb is is going to be uh, a, a very important thing in the future and that's uh it's it's good to see the community is so that they're really they really get what it is now um, and, I, and I have to give kudos to David Burkett uh, and Charlie for, you know, David went on, you know, podcasts and YouTube channels and spoke. And um, I think a lot of the, you know, the Zoom age and, and people speaking at conferences digitally and not in person really helped to to explain MWeb to everybody. So it's... Uh, it's it, it it will take time to you know for people to adopt 
meaning all these wallets, uh, yeah. they're probably going to want to jump on it really fast because they're going to want to be part of the curiosity around this. So I'm, I don't if, know. I mean, what's, what's the advantage to a wallet to adopt it? Well, you know, wallets are in the business of attracting users. So the first wallets that get this, they're going to, people are going to start using those wallets more for brand perception. You know, right. uh, uh, bread, bread wallet, uh, has 10 million users. If they, you know, if somebody says, Hey, if you do this Mimble Wimble thing, you'll probably get a million more users. They're like, Oh my God, we're going to increase our business by 10%. Why wouldn't you do that? Well, to uh, me, it's, it's user driven. And that's what I want to make sure that, you know, um, one thing I appreciated about when cake wallet came on was they were you're their privacy first, right? So <clears throat> there's a benefit to them. They want to keep, they want to represent the privacy thing. Um, one thing that's, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, be combative with you. I'm just saying that like, um, for example, uh, exchanges don't, they don't incorporate, they barely, it took them forever to incorporate SegWit. Cause they could care less, right? They just want volume. And so they're not going to do it unless the people demand it, right? Unless the users demand it in a way. So I think what you're saying is right. You're right. You're saying like, look, if we need to use it and we, if somebody doesn't offer it, we need to not engage with that platform in a way. So if uh, Coinbase decides they don't want to actually put, a Mimble Wimble stealth address as an option, then we'll move to a different exchange. Right. I can't, I can't really speak to the exchange side of things. You know, I, I would think they would be the last people. I, I don't really know. I mean, obviously there was a lot of uh, conversations with exchanges when this was getting started. Um, but uh, I would, you know, I, I I would think that wallets have growing, you know, empires. If you look at, you know, big wallet op- operations like Bread or Exodus or all these, they're, they're big companies now. And they have a lot of manpower. They have a lot of people working for them. They have a lot of people they need to hire. They have a lot of overhead. Uh, and they're trying to grow their businesses. Um, in the sense of, uh, you know, will an exchange uh, want it? Probably not in the current regulatory climate. They're probably going to say, this is something that I don't need to look at. Um, the EU, uh, you know, considering ta- uh, tackling, you know, privacy coins in general. And the beautiful part of all of this is they don't have to decide Litecoin will still exist exactly the same way. Right. There's just this optional uh, MWeb technology that uh, people can choose to implement if it's part of what they want to do. And then the individual consumers can say, you know, hopefully most of these people are wise enough to not leave their money on exchanges anyways, particularly if it's anything 
of a significant amount, and then they can choose to transact normal Litecoin transactions like they do billions of dollars every day, or they can choose if it's integrated and web because they went to some sketchy coffee shop in Amsterdam and bought something that's questionable in the country that they live in. I was on a holiday in Amsterdam and I decided to buy, you know, something from super smoke shop, which is totally illegal to do in Amsterdam. But then they fly <laughs> home to uh, Iran and in Iran, they would be imprisoned for super smoke shop weed transaction. Hey, Iran, by, speaking of Iran, they were in the news. Yeah. What was their, uh, they said they would take a Bitcoin payment, right? They said they were allowing businesses or considering allowing businesses to take digital currencies. Um, which is, you know, Iran is a heavily sanctioned country, internationally sanctioned country. And most of those sanctions exist because of, uh, well, a lot of reasons. So digital currencies could be a way for businesses, uh, merchants, individuals uh, to do business with each other without the banking, uh, international banking uh, issues that they have. However, um, you know, you have to be pretty decentralized in order to do those kind of things. So for instance, you know, a more centralized, so even, even uh, wallets, wallets are, are put on, you know, the two main um, operating systems and they are not for download in particular countries. So if somebody wants to get a particular wallet, they can't have access to the Google store. And then if they have access to it from a website, most of those websites block any IP addresses that are coming from sanctioned countries because they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to do any kind of facilitation uh, with those sanctioned countries. Did you, see that? Did you see that thread I shared? Boy, oh boy. I'm trying to find it right now. <clears throat> there was a guy who, I think it was like the Washington Post or something, and wrote a thread, an anti-crypto thread that was just, um, it basically called us, called anybody who, <laughs> crypto people, every name in the book, right? Um, harboring terrorists and anti, I don't know. It was like, uh, or more, it was more like pro. Uh, yeah, it was, it was. It was like if you if you hold crypto, essentially you're you're the worst person in the world. You're a terrorist and you're a child molester, and <laughs> it, it was just it was like stunningly awful. I just couldn't believe how how extreme it was. You know, it, it keeps coming back to me. I keep every week. I say like. I feel like people don't get how attacked we will get at some point, right? 
that uh, I, I I think it's I think it's gone past that stage. I actually did a lot of research into nefarious why, why, activity. Why do, you, why do you think it's going to pass that stage? So when when the printing press was invented, um, you know, about a hundred years later, um, hundred fifty years later, a lot of books were being printed and parents were complaining oh my god you know my children are reading books all the time these kids are going to be their minds are going to be warped they're they're reading stories that are fake that are fiction and none of the kids are going outside none of the kids are playing and there was you know movements against books of this age of books and the same same kind of things have come out um, the internet age, when the internet was mentioned, nobody's going to be sending mail. You know, they're going to use the postal system. And then, you know, people were like, oh, my God, my kids are on video games all the time. or My kids are on the internet all the time. And there was this great fear of something new and that it was going to disrupt and change all of these things. And cryptocurrency went through that phase where, you know, Bitcoin is freaking garbage. Oh, it's a scam. Um, Bitcoin is uh, rat poison. Warren, uh, Warren Buffett said that. Um, and, you know, people like like you guys and, and me were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Wow, I get it. And slowly the people that get it started to inform other people to say, Hey, you should really look at this. This is no joke. It's and they're like, oh, that's the scam that everybody is talking about. And slowly, you know, now I see every day I see financial news from Yahoo Finance, CNBC, this business channel, that one, and they all have cryptocurrency segments. So it it's it's gotten to a point where it's it's mainstream. Will there be massive issues you know from regulatory kickbacks and all that sort of, absolutely but uh if you look at nefarious activity on uh, particularly in in crypto it is so much smaller than um paper money than than cash it, it is absolutely unbelievably smaller um oh, yeah. here, here. At, uh, read this thread. Read this thread I'm sharing right now. This Even problem. soon, if we get to where we need to be, the government won't be able to take money from you no more. They're going to be holding out their hand, begging you to give them money. Yeah, this, see, listen, that's not. I'll spit in that shit when they do it. <laughs> no, but like, right now, they could just decide <laughs> to take your money when they want, right? It's their, it's their system. But with our system, you have to ask me for the money that you need to do what you're planning to do. And if I don't like it, you're not getting it. You know what I mean? I, I, think, I, think, I don't think we're going to get to that point either. I think that uh, the age of DAOs is going to come. And a lot of things can be you know, decided in a, in a DAO kind of style. I don't think it's going to, you know, I don't think Washington or, you know, parliaments or, uh, you know, in particular, uh, um, what the hell is the Russian building called? I've forgotten. 
Nobody uh, the cares. Kremlin. They're they're, they're uh, meaningless. They're like well, hundred million people. Nobody cares about them. <laughs> the Kremlin. I don't think the you know those kind of operations. They're going to be using DAOs. But you know, I do I do think that you know being part of society and and being part of a grand collective, if it works properly, is the right way to do things. Um, but I, I I you know I agree that. There are great disruptions, and the disruption of finance is one of the largest, most important movements uh, that we get to experience. And we're all in early. We're all in very early in the percentage of uh, market capitalization of of cryptocurrency compared to all the the rest of the financial world. So... uh, Anyways, guys, I got to bow out. It's always awesome to talk to you. Jay, one question, one question. Real sure. quick, you probably hate this one, but if someone is getting into coding and they have no direction, they don't know what the fuck they want to do, what would you sure. recommend as the first language? I'm interested in privacy and security, that's all I'll say. Uh, it, it really depends on what your brain mindset is is like good at um so what i would i would suggest if you're interested in private security um i would take you know some of the free cybersecurity classes yep. and and then decide what you know you gravitate towards um you know if you want to if you want to code which means you want to program that's very different than um hacking for instance. Okay. Yeah. And cybersecurity is kind of this cross analysis of both because you, in cybersecurity, you got to analyze code before it goes to, to released. And you usually look at securing, uh, existing code, websites, cloud, uh, API, all kinds of things. Um, so normally people that are very good at a whole bunch of different things, you know, a bunch of different skill sets in, you know, from, you know, command bash type stuff to programming in Python, you know, Python is, is the, the shit right now in cybersecurity and programming and can do anything. It's for me, it's, boring as hell but other people think it's like the miracle um if you're looking why do you say it's boring that was at the top of my list but again i'm not because sure. my brain mindset is totally different like i need gotcha i i i work in uh like a very theoretical way of doing things so like when i when i type something in and press enter something happens uh python is about scripting and scripting is about you know basically taking a lot of things that have already been written and improving them and then then learning how to write from scratch and then deciding which pieces you can put in yourself so Python's a, a much longer form of scripting 
than my brain really wants to deal with. But in some people, like right. I have a good buddy of mine and he's, he just adores, he loves it. He loves Python. And we're always joking about it because he likes it. And I'm like, eh. you know, my brain, my, my eyes glaze over. Um, so, I, I, you know, and you might gravitate to something, you know, completely different. Um, but yeah, Python, right, so. Python is a really great one to learn if you're interested in privacy, security and stuff like that. Because you can literally write any kind of code to do anything in that. Okay. All right. Well, I'll try some free courses then and see what I enjoy the most. That's good advice. Yeah. And there's, there's great, um, uh, I can't think of any of those off the top of my head, but the Cyberary and, you know, YouTube isn't your only source for things. Um, Udemy, if you look at Udemy, they have courses on everything. And a lot of the, the instructors, they, in order to promote their own stuff, they'll tweet out something like, hey, my course on blah, blah, blah is free today. And you'll suddenly get access to, you know, 72 hour Python course that will be the most boring experience you've ever had in your life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or you might love it. You might love it. All right. I noted this. Cheers. I appreciate that. Absolutely. All right, thanks, guys. See you next time around. Yeah, thanks, Jay. Thank you, sir. All right, you guys seen what's going on in fucking Kazakhstan? No, what's up? Russia. Russia being cunts, man. So I've got a close friend in the Ukraine. He's uh, 16, right? graphic designer. And they started pushing a couple of months ago out, there. Why you hanging out with sixteen year old hang on, why are you hanging out with sixteen year old ducks? <laughs> I help him I help him get uh, graphic design work. Sorry about the wind okay, by the way. Yeah. So yeah, they've been pushing and then they came to a halt uh, in Ukraine and then what they did is they infiltrated Kazakhstan and they've pushed in and they've been killing soldiers and uh, we don't talk about Ethereum much, but Kazakhstan's huge, and a lot of the network, there's a lot of miners over there, and uh, they've had to stop doing what they're doing at the moment. And it seems like a ploy to get, uh, to, to threat Ukraine more and show their power. Um, and hopefully that will be sorted soon. There's some sort of agreement that NATO are coming to with them. But uh, Kazakhstan, man, no one seems to give a shit. No one seems to give a fuck, like, at all. Nobody. Should look yeah, into it. I mean, I brought it up last week. I thought it was very coincidental that, um, you know, they had this energy crisis and Russia had to get involved, you know, within six months of all the China miners going to Kazakhstan. I just thought that was coincidental, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We're, I'm a Western Hemisphere guy. I don't know. You got to let us know. What's going on in the Eastern yeah. Hemisphere? <laughs> I'll give you the update next week. We'll see what happens. But I've seen a lot of videos of uh, tanks and soldiers running through Kazakhstan. It's pretty scary. Guns going what's, off, what's bombs the, going uh, off. What's the fight? Who are they? Who's fighting who? 
Russia fucking with Kazakhstan. They want to, and they actually got their president out of there. So their president had got like pushed out of the office two days ago. And uh, I don't know. I thought they, I, I read that they called Kazakhstan, or uh, Kazakhstan had called Russia in to help. Is that not right? No, they're definitely not fucking helping. No. All right, so I'm going to read about it while we're talking. So. Yeah. Um, by the way, I wanted to say earlier that Jay was dropping some gems. I didn't want to interrupt. But with Mimble Wimble, like, I'll take bets on this too if anyone wants. Um, if that shit works, 99% of CXs will not uh, support that. They'll, they'll still support Litecoin, but they won't support MWeb. There's no fucking way. They only support shit that doesn't work, like Zcash. <laughs> doesn't fucking no, I would work. agree. I would agree. I would agree. That's why. That's why. Like I've been saying for weeks, optional is a good thing, right? Sure. It's an yeah. option. Doesn't Zcash have a patent on it or a trademark or some shit? On what? On Zcash. I'm not sure. All I know is that that doesn't work. If you want private transaction. Stay away from Zcash. Oh no, I don't use that shit at all. What what's the problem? What's the problem with Zcash? Because I hear it's I not private. Narrow people hate it, and I'm just curious what the. I don't uh, know anything the, about either. So the they they claim to be a privacy token that provide privacy. They they don't do that. That's the problem. They're completely full of shit. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting, man. Because you get people that believe it. And they use it for whatever reason. And it's not private at all. They don't have protection. They're trying to say no matter what you do, even well, if so it's optional privacy, at the end of the day, you could still analyze it. Yes, you have to be private by default. It's the only way that you can guarantee yeah. privacy. Yeah. It's just a fact. Well, so what, what is like that it's harsh. about Zcash? I don't, I don't know. I don't okay, know. it's like pirate chain, right? Them it's private by default, but they're using yep. the technology that Zcash has, which is zero knowledge proof, and that's a ZK address. So any address that starts with ZK is supposed to be a shielded, private, secure, whatever, blah 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 address. Now Zcash has two addresses. Apparently they have the ZK, and they have uh, I don't know T something. The T something address is not a private address; it's a public address. But the ZK is private. But the problem is when you intertwine between both, you're, you're not, there's no privacy. You know what I mean? It's, it's like everybody would have to use the ZK all the time for like a certain period of time for them not to see. You know what I mean? But like nobody, they're just using it thinking like, oh, yeah, it is private. But it's not. Like you're not using the private side of it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Either way, Mega. You can't. Sorry, sorry. Like you can't. It's too late. There's chain analytics. It's they, they could. You know what I mean? Like it, it's too late. Too bad. You should have went from default, not optional. And that's yep. what Pirate Chain did. Pirate Chain took the zero knowledge proof, and they kept it at the protocol level of being uh, private by default. The only thing is that they are utilizing Komodo in a certain way. You know, so that's the only thing I find a bit weird. But whatever. But still, they're using it private by default. You know. But because zero knowledge proof is, it's a good technology. It's just, you know, it's got to be by default or else fuck it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, mega. It's like when David told you, he sort of uh, alluded to using it more and more, and that would give you the most security. You have to do that with Zcash, but only use the private address if you want to make that happen. But even then, it's not it's not going to work, right? All it takes is for one prick to, to take your private transaction and go to the public transaction area to fuck your whole thing. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I get. I mean, I guess true shit coin, true fucking shit coin. <laughs> that one, doo doo. Is that isn't that is that like a? Uh, is that something from the the twins, the Winklevoss twins? Didn't they come up with that or something? Or am I am I mis misremembering crypto history? Uh, I never really looked on the background and this and that because like once I noticed what I noticed, it's like I'm not gonna look no further. So I kinda stopped. But okay. I mean, you know, look, it, technically look, uh, there's a blockchain, it's working, you send, you receive, no problem. But the claims they're making, it's like, Okay, sorry buddy, uh you know, I didn't I never even transacted with it, I never used it, uh, none of that shit because you know, while you're doing your own research and you realize, you're like, wait a minute. Okay, uh, no, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, this is not what I heard. And now I'm coming and I'm looking and it's not what it is. So now I'm turned off. Fuck it. Doesn't mean it Winkle doesn't boss. work. I think it's they publicly support it. They don't have anything to do with it. They just vouch for it. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. I thought they had something to do with it. But no, I think that's that's, you know, it'll have its place and uh yeah to each their own right yeah place for idiots that don't know any better it's unfortunate but that's <laughs> the place sucks but it is what it is right there yeah I mean, you think all, you're getting all, privacy or not eventually end up where it needs to end up so yeah 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 the, i shouldn't talk so bad nimble wimble right so yeah if zcash is on these exchanges then there's no reason that Litecoin won't continue to exist. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, is that it's on the exchanges because it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> that's the whole point. It's the same reason Verge is on there, Zen. We can call all of them out. They don't fucking work. Right. So you're, but so the you're, thing... So Charlie, apparently Charlie uh, Lee did go to these exchanges whatever, a couple of years ago, he was sure to make, to ensure that, hey, if we institute Mimblewimble, there's not going to be any problems. And supposedly, you know, he keeps telling us that he didn't have any pushback because I think because it's not, it's not something that's on the normal use of the coin. It's something that's like this extra, if you want to use it, you can yeah, they can choose to support it or not, right? Exactly, which most of them won't, and I think that's nope. good. Yes, it's a great sign if they don't, definitely. It means it probably works. Yeah, that's interesting that you say it that way. I like, <laughs> it is. I like how you put it. It's a fact. KYC on these things, they're just required by regular. They can't support it because they're pussies. They don't give a fuck about anyone that uses well, their right. shit. They're in, a, they're in a business. I mean, who knows? They might not be vaginas. <laughs> I think they're fucking <laughs> pussies, man. I really do. Yeah. I really do. 
but that's me you know there's more than enough cx's out there like you don't all need to do the same shit like we can have more people say no it's the whole fucking point of crypto is saying no you think cz <clears throat> you think cz has big balls well you know what you know what though and this, this mm. is what we were talking about earlier is the whole um there's going to be these white markets right there's going to be these markets that i don't think we can deny that they exist we can't deny that they're going to be a driver of mass adoption doesn't mean they're good doesn't mean they're bad just means that we have to accept that that's they are they will be they will be in existence so i don't know i'm not i'm just i don't know like i said earlier with the whole it, it make, makes me think of the strike thing like centralized exchanges are going to exist and they're going to onboard a lot of people period yeah i guess uh, that's how most people guess, are going to become to know it and how most people are going to come to engage with crypto Period. Yeah. So we can't. Well, I mean, we can hate all day. But that's not productive. No, but it is important to not go on silent about it. Like, I guess pussies is not the right term, by the way. It's more no, like a two-headed I, snake. <laughs> no, nah, but I thought of something better. They're a two-headed fucking snake because on one side, they're all smiles and all yes, sir. Sorry about that to the regulators, right? And on the other side. They're not always giving people actual tokens and they're blocking them from withdrawals whenever the fuck they feel like it. Like, for example, there's a big exchange here in Australia called SwiftX, right? The other day, I'm involved with some shit on Solana now and I was trying to send some Solana from there and they just blocked it. They just said, nope, sorry, we're not doing that for 48 hours with no explanation, no reason. These exchanges, fuck. Fuck people, man. Like, you, you don't have control. You don't have enough control with them. We should call them out. That's all I'm saying. Yes, they're onboarding a lot of people. They're definitely necessary. We need them. But we don't need them all to be the same. Right. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe the idea is, like, who are the good ones? And that's why, like, I liked what when Cake Wallet came on here and I go, hey, Cake Wallet. They have the right mindset. Buying what they're trying. Cake are amazing, but they are the opposite. Yeah, they're the opposite of what I'm fucking talking about. Yeah, and when they're not, and they're yeah. not centralized. But is there, are there centralized exchanges that we should say, hey, these guys get it and promote them over others, even if they're smaller? You know, I don't think so. Nope. I think we should support people like Cake Wallet and decentralized exchanges much more because they're actually providing people with their keys and their tokens and they don't call the shots on what you can and can't do with it yeah imagine when they get a way to just onboard <laughs> like with a you know in a, in a non-kyc way i don't know if that's ever going to happen but even like bitcoin uh atms right mm. atms is the way yeah, pay the 10% and you have your privacy, right? Yeah, yeah but is there a camera in there? Is there a camera in those ATMs? <laughs> uh, uh, um, you know what? Maybe some of them have, maybe. I'm pretty fucking sure there is, man. Some of them you have yeah. to put your phone number. Well, right, whatever, but, you know. Phone number, not private. Email, not private, unless you but use a burner. 
I'm gonna mute don't though. No. There's a little privacy in most places. I don't be able directly to the miner, man. I snatch that shit, give him his money, thank you, goodbye. And then I go do yeah. what I want, you know? Yeah, and that, that's what I think will end up happening. Like the people who create who crave privacy will find it. And they'll pay for it. Yeah, the usual going rate is uh, if you want to be private, usually it's 10%, you know, peer-to-peer fashion. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's 10% usually, you know, 4 or 5% if you got a really good hookup. Uh, usually miners are dollar for dollar because they don't understand the trading aspect of that portion. They just want their money and their profits, so they don't care. It's dollar for dollar. But you find a guy that's like, yeah, you know, I have a bunch of crypto. I want to make 10% on it. Let me, you know, onboard people by emailing me money or bringing me cash. Or, yeah, sure, send me a wire. No problem. I'll send you coins. He takes that money. He goes. He buys more coins. You know, there's people out there. You just got to find them. Yeah. And you got to trust them, of course. But, you know, like, yeah, it's not hard, but. It could be, but yeah, you know, like even like, let's say uh, Michael Saylor, right? Let's say you have a hundred million worth of coins, let's say, right? And you go see the fucker and you tell him, hey, buddy, I have a hundred million worth. Can you call me when you need? You know, I'll send them to you. Wire me the money. I give it to you, you know, or do you want to go on the fucking market? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the guy wants to do, but if you get in contact with someone like that and you tell him, yo, no matter how many coins I have, can you buy them off me? Maybe the guy might say, yeah. You know, and then just send them coins. He gives you money and it's done. You know what I mean? I don't know. All right. <clears throat> well, hey, it's if only more AM, people so. cared. I think yeah. I'm going uh, to end. Oh, hold God, up, hold up. something else, Tex? I was about to end it, though. I got I to gotta ask Fabio. You were talking about money before. Do you have an ASIC or are you looking to get one? And I know you're fucking vague about that shit, you weirdo, but you can tell <laughs> us. And also, also, um, how many old computers, laptops, whatever, do you have laying around the house? Okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put something in the Jumbotron thing, okay? Give me two seconds. <clears throat> These are the ones that I just recently repaired. Hold on, let me show you. Because they do break, oh, huh? shit. That's what you um, do. Okay. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I... Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay. Uh, boom. Oh my god, what is this shit? Where is it? Because I'm not sure if I read you wrong, man. When I first heard you talking here, I just assumed, oh, this guy's from Monero. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, yeah, I am a Monero guy, but I don't mind Monero. Why the fuck? Why not? Because, I mean, fuck, uh, it takes too much. I don't know. I didn't decide to do it yet. The right. rewards are good, but when you compare it to the fiat, it's not good. You know what I mean? At the, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It's just like, it depends what you've got, I guess. For me, it works. I've got all random shit, but... Yeah. Fuck, where's that picture? And I just took it. Fuck. Uh... No. Where the hell? I hey, just took guys, the... while you're waiting, hey, check this out. I know there's only a few of us in here, but uh, this is kind of important. Um, I asked Fabio if he knew who this was. He didn't know. Tux, you may know. 
if you're a fan of Tool. So, um, look at the link that I sent you. It's a YouTube video. The end? And um, this is from 1998. It is off a Tool album. And this is Fabio. If you listen to it, I wish I could share it to the group and we could all listen together in some way. But uh, it's one hundred Fabio. You need to go listen to it. It is you, <laughs> yeah. boys. Just take a minute. I'll Did you DM? It. It's in, it's in the it's the the link uh, up in the top. Okay. <laughs> So this is a this is an audio. Apparently, the story behind it is. Uh... Well, here, just go listen to it. Let's go listen to it. I'll wait, Fabio. Go ahead. Okay, hold on. I can't find this picture. Fuck. Okay, hold on. Let me. Well, it's go... not a link I sent you. Okay. Okay. Telling me video unavailable to watch on YouTube. <laughs> that is him. That is him. Holy shit. Telling me video not available to watch on YouTube. What the fuck? There's an audio to it. It's just audio. Oh, here we go. Here we go. You think you're cool, huh? hear it from you tux i just said it <laughs> think you're cool, what do you mean that's huh? me that sounds like you it's even the shit mic quality and everything Doesn't sound like me it, yeah, it sounds <laughs> just like you bro uh, even that you think you're cool huh that's exactly i'm pretty sure you said that like two spaces <laughs> ago <laughs> uh, okay, i'm pretty sure you said that's it i think you said that's the indigo or something cancer, you know <laughs> I couldn't hear it good either, fuck. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> it just reminds you of like a couple of weeks back when you were like That's fine, you wanna get fucked by the government? Have fun getting fucked by the government. <laughs> I said that? Yeah. Is your awesome. family Italian? You're Greek, right? Is it Fabio? No, I'm not Greek. Are you Italian? Yeah. That's what this guy speaks. He speaks, if you're listening to it, he flips between Italian and English. And this, that audio is from like, like 1992. It was like some roommate got kicked out or something. And so he left a phone message and. The band kept it and put on an album. <laughs> but anyway, long story for the fact that that's you. You yeah. want to die out of cancer, you know? You think you're cool, huh? <laughs> you think you're cool, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Even the mic quality sounds like whatever you use, bro. It sounds exactly like you. <laughs> 
<laughs> shit. Fuck, I'm sorry, guys. I can't find the picture I'm trying to show, man. That's all right. Next time. That's all right. We weren't, we weren't going to look at anything. <laughs> <clears throat> Did you guys miss me last week? Was it, was it shit? Did that me? Dude, it was the longest one we ever had. Oh, my God. I think for six hours. It felt long because I wasn't there. No, honestly, I loved it last week. I know you weren't here, but... I see how it is. Oh, man, we had... Uh... Well, you weren't here for two weeks. Really? Because uh... there was a... The week before that, there was this girl, this lady from Texas. No, no, I know her. I talked to her a lot. She's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. She hopped on. She was awesome. Yeah, and then, uh... yeah. Now, last week was... I just felt like we got into anything and everything. We got into... Oh, man. I'll listen. Um, it's on Spotify. I saw you upload it. I'll listen. Yeah, Have you put the other ones up? And there's, still, there's still one part of last week I didn't put up. There was a guy that okay. came on last week. I thought, Fabio, that guy Cheddar last week or whatever. Oh, he was... Uh, he was awesome. He was... Yeah, he, like, he couldn't have explained it any better. You know, like, patience, properly, his mind was right good information if that were somebody to tell somebody brand new who doesn't understand that would have been a perfect explanation um covers everything from if you are extreme or if you are a sheep or what you know what i mean like like yeah. he, he covered it good man he covered it good yeah he was good have, in that whatever i think it was danny or something was the other guy they were both very good has texas lady come back or just the one time uh, she was on tonight. She was listening tonight, but uh, right, right. No, I mean you know because I know I know Fabio is trying to hit. I don't know about. No, no, no. Me, uh, I love women. I love all shapes, not all sizes, but she... all shapes. <laughs> she is. She is a woman. That's what I'm saying. You told her you loved her, bro, like four times. <laughs> Who the the Mel- M- Melanie or Melissa? No. Yeah, something like that. Oh, no, the yeah. one with the uh, ship parts or whatever, shipping fucking dock parts. I don't know what she does. Some shit with boats. Oh no, that's somebody else. Sorry, yes, her. Yeah, she, her too. You see, uh, coming from a perspective of a newbie, her mm-hmm. too. Sure, her mind is in the right place, even if she doesn't understand a hundred percent. Like maybe tech, tech technology. But yeah. like she was perfect too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good example too for somebody, you know, if somebody's gonna listen to your video or something, right? And they hear somebody like that, it's like you have somebody maybe like me telling you, Hey buddy, snap out of it. Slap, slap, slap. Uh this is not what crypto's about. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, keep dreaming. Uh this is what it is, it's already there, it's already set up, it's already done, that's all it is. Like <laughs> there's nothing more, there's nothing less, you know what I mean? But like I'm listening to the tool song again. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just joking. I said the tool song was playing again. How do I take, like, how do, how do I take it off speaker on, on this? What? I can't take it off speaker on the phone. Like, I can't put it to my ear. Mm, I don't know. Either way, it's, it's one a.m. I think we should probably call it a night anyway. We have a pretty small audience, so. All right, mega put it put make on cake wallet, right? Make a uh, if you want. I'm not trying to boss you. I know you give me shit for that. 
but make another address and put it up as a donation link. For cake? Are you trying to give me money? Is that what you're saying? I'm trying to help you, yeah. Put it in your Twitter and Spotify bio and wherever else you upload this shit. Hey, here's okay. what I want. Hey, hey. Donation talk. wallet. Here's, here's what I want from you, dude. I really don't, I don't know why I'm not, why you're not on s- Signal, right? I, I messaged you. you. You didn't reply to me, motherfucker. I know. I don't know. I don't know what happened because, so I'm changing phones right now. Right. I told you I'm trying to end in my job. And so literally my last day was supposed to be Friday. And I was ready to go in on Friday, and then I had COVID. So I was like, well, I can't go in. So I still have my yeah. work phone. Okay. But I have a personal phone. Um, so I, I like, I've deleted a bunch of apps and whatever. So is it iOS um, or Android? No, I want to. If, if you're, you said you're open to helping me out, and I'm yes. lazy. So if I can I'm a, send I'm you a big deal audio, now, now, though, bro. And what I'm way? I'm a big deal now. Uh, I'm, I, I got In hired. I had two projects. NFT projects. I'm big time now, oh, okay. bro. Yeah. Are you going to big time so, me? Is that what you're saying? No. no I'm just, <laughs> Are you big time me? a dickhead. <laughs> I'll still help. Well, no, I, saying, I like, like chopping up audio. I could send you a, I, could, I mean, I would love somebody to be able to take this audio and just chop it up. If you have a way of doing it quickly and easily. But you got to listen to it. That's the problem. That's what I had to do. That's fine. I can do that. I'll do I, um, I've chopped up a shitload of audio, man. I used to record artists every day, so. I can do that. All right. Man, I, I was a music engineer. Excess work. Not here. a problem. No, it's all right. Easy. We'll figure it out. Let I'll me get like, literally on Friday. I'm turning this phone in and I'll have a, I got to reconnect and I probably got to get a new phone anyway. So yeah, I'll get iOS. I'll get it all straightened out. Either way, it was a good night. It was good talking to you. Uh, glad you're not uh, in a containment in a uh, shipping container somewhere in Western Australia. Not yet, bro, but it's coming. Maybe. Well, seriously, just leave, dude. Just leave. I can't fucking leave, dude. I can't. Yeah, yeah, you can. You have to leave a month and a half ago. I literally can't, Mega. They don't let you. If you don't have the shit, you can't leave. You can't get on a plane. You can get on a boat? <laughs> yeah, sure. Send send boat. <laughs> can you really though get on a boat? Like how can they, how can they control all your borders? They can't, right? Yeah, bro. There's not enough gas crazy. to take a boat anywhere. I mean, but it's like it's, it's like the northern it's like the border between Canada and the United States. Like there's no, no they can police the entire border, right? It's massive. Dude, first of all, do you know what Australia is? I get, I get it. You're an island. I get that part. I'm just big one. That. Our state governments are some real deal shit, man. They've been holding it down the past two years, not in the good way. They've been enforcing very heavily between states. There are people in prison for crossing state lines right now. Right now, you can't get on a canoe and just canoe your ass to <laughs> like Fiji. What, Papua New Guinea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go get some. Uh, yeah, I'll trade you this COVID for that Ebola, <laughs> or maybe a hot air balloon. Oh, so, so see, so you're you're not willing to go to Papua New Guinea, New Guinea, <laughs> New Guinea. Yeah. The tux is gonna call us from Papua New Guinea.
<laughs> Help! I'm getting it. raped. Oh shit! My bad. That's not funny. All right. Okay, guys. Either way, it was good talking to y'all. It was a very light week. I was glad yeah. to have a light fun gaming guys in, but I don't know. Community's just not excited. Nobody's excited right now. Everything's dead. Gaming is going to be huge. Gaming and DAOs this year. NFT gaming, DAOs. Remember yeah, I need to learn about DAOs. I hear they're a pretty big deal. They're a fucking huge deal. All right. I'll All talk right. to you guys later. Yep. Yes, Take sir. Care. Thank you. Good night. Bye, Fabio. Yes, Bye. yes, sir. Take care, everyone.